1: episode 331 of film bastards um my name is ian lauren and as always i'm joined by that's
2: that, not
1: that everybody uh becky will be with us in a bit once she's uh made some fat stacks of cash and uh so and when she's not selling herself she's selling fireplaces <laughs> um and uh, we're also joined by come on yeah Okay, apparently we're not also joined by anybody. Oh, sorry,
3: you're also joined by Bradley. Hi.
1: Thank you, thank you Bradders. So, uh, Bradley Porter is here uh, because what happened at 118 this afternoon UK time? Oscar nominations came out and people were not happy, as they're never happy.
2: People continue to be bitchy twats.
1: <laughs> Indeed. So, let's... um you know what let's just well, well okay we're also going to be talking about 1917 uh, we're gonna okay thank you brad we're gonna do some jojo. we're gonna uh catch up on jojo rabbit uh cool. oh, thank you brad there'll be <laughs> some uh there'll be some uh, what we've been watching and uh whatnot and um yeah so i i, I think brad may well have some opinions so where, where do we want to start what's like What's the most interesting aspect to talk about here? Do we think, guys?
3: The fact that none of it's really that interesting. I mean, it's the Oscars. I mean, they're not as bland as the BAFTAs, but they're not as exciting as they have been in the last, you know, recently. There's no weird out of left field nominations that sometimes happens. I was really hoping that the shortened schedule might. I mean, there wouldn't be so much overlap, but it's just the same as everything else. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's uh, it does feel like a safe list, but yeah, I mean, for me, okay, I without having seen Parasite yet, um, it feels like a a pretty a pretty solid list. I mean, Mm. would I Would I necessarily say JoJo Rabbit should be nominated for Best Picture? Not really. But am I angry
3: that it's there? Ah. I mean, I'm not angry that Jojo Rabbit's there because I don't like it. But at least he took a swing and did something original, even if I think he missed, but a lot of people love it. Nineteen seventeen, I don't think, should be there. Technical noms, fine. But there's nothing but there's
2: no there's no Bohemian rhapsodies there. No, yeah, I, I'd agree. i agree with that. There, like you say, I'm, I'm, I think George Robert's fine, I, I, but I accept the fact that it, it, it's rang with a lot of people. It didn't ring with me. So, I, I, like you said in there, I, I look at it and go, there's not anything on there that kind of makes me go, well, that's a bit. What is it? But there are a few there that I'm, I'm not a, a, as hot on <laughs> as, as, as a lot of people seem to be. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's just on the 1917 thing i think you can tell the strength of that film when that film gets a best original screenplay nomination
3: yeah which is bonkers yeah that's nuts yes um there is no i mean there is a screenplay obviously but the storyboards are probably more important in making that film than anything on the page
1: it's just the fact i mean we'll, we'll talk about 1917 um later but the 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 major thing that I found lacking there was the, the, the just the dialogue was I don't know just the, kind of the stuff you'd expect those people to be saying in those moments and it it didn't really there, there wasn't anything in in the words that really wowed and I mean you you compare that to um something like I mean that frankly the funeral. And, the farewell, you mean? Uh, sorry, fuck me. The fair- Yes, of course, I mean the farewell. I'm so sorry. There's no, funeral. Win that <laughs> film. It's very anti-funeral. So, so, sorry, Mark, go on.
2: I thought that you were actually finally giving Abel Ferrara's um, the funeral. Uh, it, it's due course. Um, 25 years too late.
1: Unfortunately, not. No, I mean it, it, it's it, of if if I was to say I'm disappointed by. There's a few things I'm disappointed by, but that not getting a nomination there and Awkwafina not slipping through into Best Actress was was a shame. Um, I, I felt, but it's the the Best Picture list. It is it is fine. It's a good load of films. It does for me feel like there's probably three fighting it out at the top there, maybe four um and then there's a very big gap
3: i mean my i months and months ago before anyone saw it i said that jojo rabbit was going to win best picture and it still might you know if you look at the kind of things that have won the past few years with the preferential ballot it's not the things with 10 11 12 nominations yeah, it's the things with about five or six, four to six. Yeah. And you normally follow screenplay. I think, with the exception of *Shape of Water*, every be- most of the best picture winners in um, th- this kind of uh, preferential ballot gener- generation of the Oscars has gone with screenplay. So *Green Book*, *Moonlight*, even *Moonlight*'s shocking thing, *Spotlight* that came out with just screenplay and thingy, and *Jojo Rabbit* is probably going is going up against little women for adapted and that's kind of really it in that category and i mean which just
1: to say that's going to be fascinating because you kind of get the feeling that jojo rabbit and little women the only one they would possibly win is best adapted screenplay so it's like which one of them is going to get it well
3: my money's on jojo for two reasons one it's best picture nominated at bafta as well and the british contingent always has a say in these kind of things and i can just people mm. the people that love it really love it and unlike the rest of them aren't on a preferential ballot it's obviously on a number one's ballot and i think people think that, that screenplay is different mm. and yeah you know, whereas they'll say oh little women again even though it's brilliant and there are other people out there who'll be like oh but she messed with the time you know there'll be enough to track it almost feels like Greta, horribly it feels like greta gerwig any yeah, attention there is almost like well we have to give her something Yeah, um, I, I mean, I was gone. The other thing I was going to say is, if you go by follow screenplay, if they give Tarantino a third screenplay Oscar, then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's winning. I still think it is winning. Yeah, you know, I think my my uh, heart tells me that's winning. My head says it's going to be Jojo Rabbit and Sam Mendes, and I'm just going to you know, it's going to be the worst the year since Crash One. But once upon a time about Hollywood it's you know it's about LA, it's set in LA, it pretty much stars everyone in LA. They like films about the industry. Tarantino is a great filmmaker who hasn't won director or picture, and who's really going to put that below five on their preferential ballot?
2: Yeah, that that that's that's it. It could score a very high in most or middle in in most lists.
3: Yeah, you've got people voting for their friends, you've got people voting for the LA they miss, you've got people voting for their own industry, and it's just light. You guys have watched it at home, I'm sure it plays really well at home. Yeah, it does. You know, I, I saw 1917 on Saturday at the cinema and then came home where my girlfriend was watching the BAFTA screener, and it plays really badly on TV. And that's not even me saying, because can I don't like the see that. Film. I mean, why no, watch it on no, TV I, when you can play Call of Duty?
1: I... I... Yeah.
3: Hello? Yeah, yeah you're still there. Okay, hi. Everyone's
1: probably quiet. Um, yeah, no, sorry, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, I mean... I- I don't know though, because I mean like I've heard like other other people saying that, you know, they they had screeners in nineteen seventeen and their families watched them over Christmas and they they were into it. Um it's it's difficult. I mean the thing is, I'll I I will never watch nineteen seventeen again. I don't think um,
3: many
1: for, will. No, no. I mean and, and, and it does feel like a big screen film. It it does feel like if you are going to watch nineteen seventeen you need to watch it on the biggest screen possible for just the, the, the sheer kind of impact of the visuals. Um, and I mean, like, uh, it's no surprise that no nobody got, like, acting non, uh, nods there or anything. Um, I mean, if, I don't know. I kind of wish it was called The Hunt for Benedict Cumberbatch, but um, <laughs> it's, you know. Adam um,
3: Scott gave the only performance in that that actually felt like, oh, I want to see that guy for two hours. George Mackay was good, but he wasn't hurt by what that second half of he was hurt by what the second half of that film is it's just he has nothing to play with except fear and determination
1: well yeah quite i mean it's 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 very it's very reactive the first half sets up the second half and the second half is basically him reacting to the things happening around him um and uh, I, yeah I, it's but i mean if if you look at best actor though i mean i literally pain and glory literally came out on um itunes to rent today so i I will be watching that this week and i'm really looking i watched forward it again it.
3: yesterday it's just stunning i'm so glad that antonio bandera has got nominated it's not enough to offset the sadness uncut gems getting nothing Mm-hmm. which i think will be the thing that ages the worst about this year's oscars more than anything to do with female directors or actors of color it will be 20 years time film students studying film and when the Safties are that generations scorseses or whatnot and going how did that film get nothing
1: yeah no no quite i mean i i, I think it says something to hollywood's strength as well that dicaprio got a nomination there and it, it it didn't necessarily feel like that was a banker um no. everybody everybody's all about brad pitt but and people like dicaprio but it kind of feels like he was you know slightly buried by what pitt did and just what that film is so yeah that that was that was an interesting
3: nomination um it's fascinating I mean, when you go back and look at the 70s when no, scorsese on, was yeah. doing his taxi drivers and all of that and all all these films were getting five six seven eight oscar nominations it's just become so bland i mean i say bland joker's in there but it's very a certain type of film a lot more than it used to be sorry i'll be quiet no 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 i mean it's
1: i mean it's i think it's an, it's an interesting list i mean like i say i'm really looking forward to seeing what banderas does but like jonathan price getting in is yeah, it's great. I mean, The Two Popes is a really solid film. Um, I, I'm not going to say it's amazing or anything, but I, I stuck it on um, just kind of randomly on New Year's Day. And Donna was in the room and then she just started watching it with me. And then like after 10 minutes, she was like, what is this? And I kind of explained and we just watched the whole thing. And it, it I it's just it's got a pull thanks to what price and hopkins do i i I think that with that first half being so fun with them bickering and then the second half really kind of opening out the like the emotion of the past and how it's kind of built up to the moments they find themselves in it 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 sneaks up on you does the two popes um and i mean it it did
3: well it got three it got the the two acting and screenplay yeah. And I mean, also, it, you can't I can't be mad about Jim. this was one of those years where there were 10 probably nominees, potentially for best actor, and they were all kind of deserving in, in theory. Um, and, you know, Jonathan Price, like Antonio Banderas, has never been nominated for an Oscar before. So who can be mad about that?
1: So, I mean, aside from Sandler, who else uh, like the big? Oh, Taron uh, Egerton, I suppose. Taron
3: Edgerton, Christian Bale, Eddie Murphy, Robert De Niro, probably are the others.
4: Hmm. Mm,
3: they were all showing up in different places. Do you know what I mean that was kind of it could have been any of those five? Which you throw them up in the air, and uh, but you know it looks like Joaquin Phoenix That's is going to win, which is fine. I know you guys like the film a lot more than I do. I I wonder whether his
1: acceptance speech at the Globes might have uh, he's turned a to... few
3: people up he reminds me a bit of someone like when Monique won. It's kind of because his anti-campaigning has kind of become campaigning. Yeah. Like, he has it, a personality of being irascible. It's not like Adam Driver who gets, everyone starts shitting on him because he walks out of one interview. Mm. Joaquin Phoenix has cultivated this personality yeah. for years.
2: It, it, and, it, just, uh, it, it just seemed like they, they, they almost give him it just to almost, just to, just to fuck with
3: him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, also his speech at the Critics' Choice Awards was better last night. And I think he's realising he probably is going to win now. And the thing is, for me, it's barely top five joint Joaquin Phoenix performances, but who could be mad at Joaquin Phoenix having an Oscar, even if it is another person playing the Joker to win a big award. But, you know, but I am I love Marriage Story and I love Adam Driver so and I love Antonio Banderas. But, I mean, not Joaquin Phoenix winning isn't a bad thing.
1: I'm I'm glad that Adam Driver won't won't give a fuck. No, I'm I'm very very glad for that because if it if it was like he didn't win it and he wanted it for the work that he did in that film, it would be um it would be very sad.
3: Yeah, and then the best actress, you know, as someone said on Twitter, I can't believe made me laugh. Uh, it was so true. So they looked at Lupita Nyong'o in the eye and said, "We only like you when you're playing slaves," and nominated Cynthia Erivo. Instead,
4: yeah, which
3: did make me laugh for playing a slave. I haven't seen Harry. I think it's the only one of all the major films that I haven't seen because nothing about it looked interesting. Like, they did the Harriet Tubman thing brilliantly on Underground on television a couple of years ago. It's like, it's not going to be better than that. So
1: it, I, it, It's got the tang of, like, Willem Dafoe in At Eternity's Gate for me, where it's just people like the person yeah. and heard the film was not embarrassing and so went yeah, for it
3: I'm amazed that enough people know Cynthia Revo's name to write her down on the ballot unprompted because bear in mind the you know, sort of the ballot comes with here are 20 names to pick from yeah, true so I don't know I just yeah everyone knows that Lupita Nyong'o should be there and Awkwafina should probably be there and you know Charlize Theron and and should, probably shouldn't be there in Renee Zellweg probably shouldn't be there even though she's going to win it feels like she should be Glenn closed like last year but there's no one really giving her any competition just like it's so annoying that
1: Little Women isn't stronger because I'd fucking love Saoirse Ronan to just go in there and smash it
3: yeah but I think even the people that really love it would say they're going to vote for someone they're probably going to vote for Pugh. Florence Pugh yeah, yeah, because she takes yeah. Amy and makes her likeable for the first time ever in the history of Little Women
1: yeah, I am. Um, speaking of Florence Pugh as well, I, I like finding out last week that she's dating Zach Braff was. Oh, you only um, just found that out. It was quite a personal blow, Brad.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Saying, I mean, I still, I mean, look, I like Joker fine. I think it's a solid, you know, four stars. I watched it a second time, didn't like it as much as the first time. I'm still baffled that that film now has eleven nominations at the Oscars and the Baftas. <laughs> but I, well, Mark.
1: Come on, man. you got to like react it. to that. What?
0: It's
2: a film <clears> that... Um, it's a very good-looking film. It's a very well-made film. It's a film that, um, that managed to be more seemingly... Uh, Art House, but also managed to make an absolute fuck ton of money. So,
3: best picture I kind of get, I think it's just racking up 11. Like, those sound mixing and sound editing odds were very odd over what they excluded. Same for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it shows how strong those two films are. I think you're probably looking at your winner being one of those two in a way, although the preferential ballot thing does make me think Jojo Rabbit has a shot, but I think it's down to those three. But this, and then I think there was another one, and I don't, and it's screenplay again isn't great <sighs> i mean i don't re- i mean personally i wouldn't put him in director either but i think what he did with it as a director is more impressive than what he did with the screenplay
2: i'd absolutely have director because i think it's a, it's a very very good looking and very very well balanced movie yeah i
3: think what was it, you know, it wouldn't be my choice but i i'm less I, but it doesn't make me mad that he's there whereas i think screenplay is a bit like i mean your script was elevated by everything he had around it uh, but I like the film fine I mean it just felt more like a 6-7 nominee thing to me than an 11 like, it's a Batman, surprise that it,
2: that it got, the, it got the, the, the most yeah
3: the fact that it has more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood The Irishman and 1917 I mean the 1917 thing doesn't bother me so much but the other two is a bit but then again Once Upon a Time in Hollywood missed out on editing which is baffling yeah I mean, you expect 1917 to miss there, but...
1: I uh, I was holding out hope for Little Women for editing. Me too. Um, but
3: the fact is people who don't understand how films are made tend to criticise the editing if they don't like the structure, when they don't realise that's the screenplay. And you'll be amazed at how many editors don't know what they're voting for because Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Editing last year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, there's, there's, I don't think there's anything as embarrassing as pretty much any of the nominations that Bohemian Rhapsody got in this
3: lot, is there? And the four it won. I mean, and then, well, yeah. no, and then also with the editing, it's like, it's the same thing like when, Memento, I remember when Memento came up and everyone was like, this film has to win best editing. It said, no, 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 what you love is the screenplay. It's just edited to match the screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it's not like, the structure is because of the editor it's very weird Mm. Mm. um what were you about bohemian rhapsody well that leads me to as well i genuinely i I joked on twitter yesterday and i stand by i have thought it for ages that they need to create a new category for best biopic or impersonation performance where they take all the men and women that year that played real life people that are mostly recognizable dump them in there and then jointly give that award to their prosthetics designer and maybe adr designer uh, adr um editor if they need it as well to really separate impersonation performances from creating characters from scratch yeah, yeah i get what you mean absolutely it's, yeah. it's a completely different skill set i mean it's still acting but look at eddie redmayne i mean his he won an oscar for what his prosthetic designer and
2: adr dialect editor did
3: for 70 percent of that film
2: he won an oscar for, for playing somebody that people think you should
3: win an Oscar for playing yeah but what, but it's a specific and Raleigh Malik last year he, he won it for some fake teeth and the voice that wasn't his more than anything else yeah it's just like and the same mean, Renée be has her own singing She does it perfectly fine Judy Garland but you know the amount of people that watch a film and go this person they look like that person they're supposed to be therefore that is good acting
1: I'm fucking dreading the fact that I'm gonna to have to watch Judy in the next few weeks. I'll be honest. It's
3: not a bad film. It's fine. It's better. It, than just, a it actually, just feels like
1: it'll just be such an anon- anonymous couple of hours. But Jessie Buckley's in it, isn't she? So that's She's always fun.
3: Wasted. And I, although that's you see the trailer for Fargo season four. She looks great in that. The um. Renee Zellweger, but again, i work with Renee Zellweger. She's one of the nicest people in the world. You know, you can't have a problem with her winning, But and there's no one, in, you know, but it, it it's a strange one. I think, uh, yeah, the uncut gems thing hurts the most just because that film's perfect. I mean, things like Portrait of a Lady on Fire should be there, but I don't think Neon even sent out screeners to the Academy. They only sent them to critics groups.
1: So Well, I mean, shit, like you imagine Neon doesn't have the muscle that uh, like no, anybody they else has
3: so they, you know? they've got a parasite yeah exactly <laughs> but what it is saying. frustrating it's like you know you want to say to them there are more than one good foreign language film a year you know like last year cold war managed to break into director and cinematography and it's like well portrait of lady on fire probably is the best shot film of the year i mean look what deacons did in 1917 is a great feat of grip work you know and, and lighting it, it, it's impressive but it's up there uh, with Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
1: Come on now, that bit where he wakes up in that building and then goes out and just everything is kind of like dark blue and orange.
3: I mean, like, it was, no, it deserves to be. I'm saying, for me, it would be up there. Like, if you asked me to put a vote, I'd probably vote for Portrait, but it would be up there. Like, they'd be almost neck and neck because what they're doing is completely different styles of cinematography that are. Beautiful. Although I think I'm slightly biased against 1917 because that whole act bit you're talking about feels like the structure of the script was amended because they thought, oh, wouldn't it look nice to have a little bit at night here? And it completely offends to me what the whole point of doing the film the way they're doing it is. I'm trying to avoid spoilers because it only came out this weekend.
1: That is one hundred. No, I mean, we're all spoilers all the time. I, it's that's one hundred percent a a good read. Like that is the one. Well, shit. All right then. Why? Why? Why have you? I, I kind of understand why they, they did the film the way they did. But then you have that moment where he's knocked out, and it just kind of starts over again. And yeah. it is a little. It, it does. It does take you out of it in that moment. And I get what you're saying there there are two
3: things yeah there's that as i said what i just said but also that then what that does is highlight how stupid the gimmick is either you do a real-time movie and you accept that you know you you can start it at night if you want as the sun's coming up for dawn and do it all in real time if you want night and dawn or you just make a traditional film the old fashioned way it
1: the, the the thing is i I don't know it kind of feels like we're partially reviewing 1917 well I'm but not going to be on it, it
3: when you're when you are reviewing it so no, I'm just uh, getting my two cents in
1: no sure I mean what what I would say is it the immediacy that what it is doing brings to the film I think is worth the like the artifice that it, it creates i suppose like, like the moments that do take you out of it i i think are outweighed by what it brings to it but for then i that, would, that film
3: i'll take that argument then and raise you do it like children and men have sequences big yeah, long sure. 10 minute sequences that are one take to throw you in the immediacy of it but the amount of parts of that film that are hurt by having slowed down to stick to that gimmick that feel forced, or we need a bit here where we don't move for a bit, or we need a bit here to get us to this bit, and we have to see this guy, so we can't see this guy, and we have to do this, so we can't see this. It doesn't feel natural. You, I can say, as, as impressive as Deakins' work is, you can see the artifice of him and Mendes behind it in every decision. Yeah, no, no. One, I, I, I To be fair,
1: I, I agree with that. I just, again, I think the sheer... Fucking hell of it all. Um, I, 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 in in the cinema as a cinematic big screen experience, I think I I think is worth that. Anyway, we'll we'll we'll, yeah, sorry. we'll talk we'll talk more. Like no no no, it's cool it's cool. I, I think I started it. Um, so if we talk about if we talk about actor in a supporting role, um, obviously it's it. Well, I mean, it's Brad pitt's to lose, isn't it?
2: Who's who who's mad about seeing Brad Pitt win an Oscar for acting?
4: Like,
3: the,
2: the, the, only, the only surprise thing that I got in that was that um, both uh, Pesci and Pacino both
3: got nominated But they've been nominated at SAG, Golden Globe Basta, everywhere together Like It's just one of those things
1: it's Just Pesci feels a little bit, I mean I fucking adore the yeah, Irishman, but, understand, but... Like,
3: They might never have a chance to nominate Pesci They absolutely it. will
2: not but he literally came out of retirement for this because De Niro fucking practically tagged him to Okay. I mean that
3: that's fine, and it, again, there's a, there's some people that are probably missing, but I didn't sit there and go, oh, where was that person? You know? Um, yeah. I, I just like if. And the, Hanks hasn't the, been imp- nominated since Castaway, so.
1: No, I mean that's been twenty. I mean that's 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 you love to see it, as they say.
3: Um. That's
2: and tight. I, I not been nominated since Castaway.
3: No, he he missed for Captain Phillips, was the
2: really big one, but he missed for a few mm-hmm. others as well. And I I, I it, it, it's weird. I I just. I just assumed, so sort of, like, I think that's what every voter thinks as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I I hope Chet Hanks turns up to the yeah. uh, to the Oscars. That was amazing. Fuck um, you. Yeah. man, that kid, what the fuck?
3: But you know this. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. This is the Academy who've nominated Alma Dovar before for director and screenplay for Talk to Her, which is good, but not as good as Pain and Glory yet. He can't break into any other categories. For one of his five best movies, it just feels like they decided this year they were going to go with. The, they thought *Parasite* that's our foreign thing. Everything else is American. Because even *1917* is American money. I mean, to 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 be fair, uh,
1: *Pain and Glory* has just not been talked about at all. Yeah, it's not just the Oscars. I mean, apart from Antonio Banderas, like it it just it has it hasn't made that impact. And apparently, Banderas has been really fucking like pressing the flesh well as a much lot. as he
3: can while also directing and star in a but, place but...
1: yeah no well yeah quite but i mean like he is taking you know he he is doing those things yeah no no, no. He, but he, then again it's, like it's...
3: with a star like antonio bandera's it can't break through to anything else where you've got talk to her that has no one famous in it and it's a bit strange and small and weird that could break through back in 2002 a year before um city of god could get into best director and best editing and best screenplay and best cinematography you know that just doesn't really happen that much anymore no i it, I, I i or
1: I, I suppose all i'm trying to say is it doesn't necessarily feel like pain and glory has been snubbed because barely anyone is well, really
3: snub also about. infers that people actively choose not to vote for something it's a bit of a strange word well, with, yeah fits. which is yeah 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 but, um, I, it's a, yeah it's, a, it's just a shame because they and again like i'm so happy that ford view ferrari Made Best Picture, but you know, why was James Mangold never in the competition for Director? Because I'd like to see half of those guys make a film as accomplished as that.
2: I'll be honest. Um, when I, when the, uh, I read the nominations earlier today, I literally went, "Fuck!" I, I, I completely forgot *Ford vs Ferrari*. I, it existed for a second there. I mean, uh, I've seen it I, five I, times. I think. I, I've, still not, just... I've still just not got to see it yet, unfortunately. It's just been one of those where every time I've had the opportunity to go and see it. It, the times are jumping all over the place, and I just, I really wanted to to see it because I'm a big fan of, it, of all involved. And yeah. It just, it, it's one of those that just slipped through the crack for me. But I, I literally completely, it didn't seem like a, it seemed like awards season have passed it by a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, no, I know, yeah, I'm glad it popped up. It made money. It's a shame. I feel like that took the slot that probably was gonna could have gone to like that or Knives Out in terms of popular money making films. But you know, Ryan Johnson got a nomination. For screenplay, so it all balances
1: out. Um, I just love. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's Ford versus Le man sixty-six, whatever. I mean, it it's it's a banger of a film. It, it does feel, like you say, Brad. It does feel like it's the number nine. Like it, for me. I mean, you you look at them and it's like Ford versus Ferrari, Little Women marriage story uh and jojo rabbit for me like i think are kind of
3: like in the bottom rung um and it's I, it, it, oh, jojo rabbit though i just think because to keep thinking about things like green book and the artist and whatnot that pop along you know that pop along and do well at like the last hurdle it just uh oh, it's it's don't count it a, out is what i'm saying it's not yeah not no i know it, but I, You know, for for about two months, I was saying Marriage Story was going to take everything. But then Noah Baumbach became the latest drama director to Fall Victim to You didn't do anything showy visually. Therefore, you're not as good as director as these people that do showy things. Thing that happens every year. Um, You get it all the time. Uh, Directors who make dramas very rarely get nominated. And the moment that started happening, because if he kept getting in, I thought, oh, Marriage Story could win but the fact that that film seems to have directed itself by every single branch or every single award ceremony knocks that one out similar thing with little women they were written but not directed
1: yeah yeah i mean i i, I, I don't know it just it kind of feels and i know it, it kind of sounds reductive but the five the five for directing irishman joker 1917 once upon a time in hollywood parasite that kind of does just feel like the, the five to me i mean it's it's lovely that the other four are there, but it, 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 the mood of it all kind of feels like that. And to be fair, nineteen seventeen over only in the last couple of weeks or so.
3: I mean, um, I would happily take Sam Men personally take mendez out and bang in James Mangold or um, Noah Baumbach, and I'd be oh. happy. or or Greta Gerwig. I don't know but shit, the other man. Four I mean, I th- can't th- argue with. And you know, if, if 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 I was to lose Sam Mendes and Todd Phillips, but it meant that I got Noah Baumbach and the Safties or or um the one we just mentioned or James Mangold I also wouldn't complain. It's a strong year, that's the thing. Everyone complaining about who didn't get in, it's not like they got in for people who really didn't show up.
1: No, no, quite. I mean, you just looking at that five. I mean, they're all I, mean, I okay, I haven't seen I haven't seen Parasite, but the other four feel like very bold, very interesting visions. Whether you like the visions or not, they're not Bohemian fucking raps No, exactly.
3: You know? <laughs> yeah, and you know uh, Parasite is a very very good film. I don't I'll talk to you about it when you've seen it the reason why I don't love it, but I really really like it. I'm the but, same um, you on that brand. Um but and I also think as I have a lingering bias that this is the film they chose to go nuts for out of South Korean cinema. You know, like Parasite can get 6 nominations, which is more than the zero total for anything by like Park Chan-wook or Lee Chang-dong. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. the, the if The Handmaiden was exactly the same film even in uh-huh. Japanese and Korean but directed by Martin Scorsese it would have got 10 Oscar nominations
4: <laughs> I would love
1: to see Martin Scorsese do that but do you know what I mean Like it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
3: everything they should love uh, with a bit of extra sex in it which is fine but you know like even if you're not going to nominate if South Korea didn't submit it for, which they didn't You know, where were the costume design and production design nominations for that film yeah, I mean, it's, it's that kind of feeling. It's like, oh, now you've decided to realize that South Korea exists. bon Joon Ho has made better films than this. But look, I mean, it's it, great. It's great that it has it, been recognized. It, and it's a very good film. But you take take have,
1: the wins. It's you take the wins where, where you can. Okay, so South Korea has been doing really interesting cinema for decades now. At least there is one there, and we can push on from there.
2: Hopefully.
3: I know. I just feel it feels like Bong Joon-ho is being treated like the great white hope of Korean cinema when Park Chan-wook has been there for like decades. That's a fair L-
2: point. He was he was
3: literally his um... assistant at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, he was his mentor. Yeah.
1: Um, so actress in a sporting role,
3: Laura Dunn Well, yeah, you, so. that comes down to. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And she's winning for being Laura Dern. I mean, she's good in both films, but they don't exactly scream. Although she does have that speech in Marriage Story, which helps. Um, but, yeah, know, who's, again, who's going to be mad at her winning, at Laura Dern winning?
1: Shit, man. Yeah. Like, Florence Pugh, she's, she's going to get more chances.
3: Be, my vote would be for Florence Pugh. And I think, if it, mm. not that it will, but if you had to predict a surprise there, it would be Florence Pugh. If anyone else is going to take it, it's Florence Pugh. Uh, I actually watched Richard Jewell the other night, expecting to hate it like most Clint Eastwood films, and actually really, really liked it, and Kathy Bates is very good in it. You know? I wouldn't put her over the grandma Shu Shaozen, or whatever her name is, from The Farewell, who'd probably be my fifth pick, and ever a lot of other people think Jennifer Lopez should be there. But it's not like she's not... I mean, if anything, the performance that doesn't deserve to be there is Margaret Robbie in Bombshell. If it was Margaret Robbie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, then that would make more sense.
1: I... I really, yeah, I I mean, I, I haven't seen Bombshell yet, but it just, that film feels like it's already made zero fucking impact.
3: It has. It's weird that it ha- uh, When you watch it without giving anything away, the, something you would all obviously know going in is that Margot Robbie plays a fictional composite character in that. Mm-hmm. And it completely takes you out knowing that it completely makes the film lopsided because every time you're dealing with her, you feel like, yes, things like this happened to people like you, but it didn't happen to you, whereas the things that happened to these other characters really happened to them. And the amount of things they pile into one character with Margot Robbie starts to feel like this is just a bit silly now. So when you have her interacting with, say, Gretchen Carlson or Megan Kelly, it's like this feels weird because you didn't interact with them. And she plays it well, but the character is bad.
1: What, Mark, I know you've seen Bombshell. What, what are your thoughts on that?
2: the character at points does feel um, slightly lopsided, it does feel it, you, you can tell that there's um,
3: she's a lot of contradictions in
2: one yeah, there, 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 there's, it, there's one particular, that I won't give away but I think a there's one particular personality trait that she has in one scene in an interaction with um, Kate McKinnon Kate McKinnon that, you, that, that then doesn't add up to anything else that that, that happens with that character Um She's been nominated for one scene, uh, and in that one scene, she's very, very, very good. But it does seem like she's been nominated for that one
3: scene. She's very good in all of it, but the character, it feels like the character is the point, oh, we need to make a point, so we will now use Margot Robbie to make that point, because they can't make that point with the real characters because it didn't quite happen the way that would fit the narrative they want to tell.
2: So... I was surprised when Margaret Robbie got nominated. I was surprised when Margot Robbie got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I was surprised when I read, "Oh, it was a bombshell." Oh.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, I, obviously, all your woke idiots are getting angry that Scarlett Hansen has two Oscar nominations because they just have a different criteria. But look, she deserved to be nominated 16 years ago for *Lost in Translation* and *Girl with a Pearl Earring*, so I don't mind her having two nominations. And you know, she's the best thing, arguably, in *Jojo Rabbit* for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yes, probably fair that scene in jojo rabbit where she pretends to be the father mm. is one of my favorite scenes in any film this year even though i don't like the film
1: yeah that's a great yeah no, that's a great scene um and i, I, I like the kind of th- the impact that she has on the story with relatively minimal screen time if it, a it lot of that more. is the
3: yeah. film i think is really hurt by having such a limited viewpoint through the kids eyes there's actually a lot in that story you want to be seeing i personally i would have cut fake hitler from the whole thing and just had a bigger view of everything else that was going on well yeah i mean that's the
1: thing yeah i mean like the the fake hitler is basically i don't know it's almost like a greek chorus it's like this is what's going on now this is that this is the way of uh, of jojo's thinking um i, I mean, feel like, like it's yeah. in his mind but you know
3: imaginary hitler exists purely to have a fuck you hitler joke at the end i don't th- i think it's like all reverse engineered from that <laughs> I mean, it,
1: even though to be fair it's a pretty great 12 af bomb um it
3: is and it's it's, it's funny but it's also made, i mean the imaginary hitler is even inconsistent with what the kid is thinking or doing it's very strange
1: yeah i i mean it, it, we're going to catch up on jojo rabbit later because i know becky is a massive fan of it. Um, but yeah okay so animated feature (laughs) no frozen (laughs) yeah that was something um no it's not i mean i have seen frozen 2 twice uh because i have a six-year-old um and it i i really enjoy frozen 2 but i look at these nominees i haven't seen i lost my body yet i need to catch up with that um but it's like yeah do you know what i I don't think I would have Frozen 2 over any of this lot. The, the, uh, just Klaus getting nominated is perfection.
3: Well, that uh, branch has a very idiosyncratic approach to nominating things anyway. It doesn't feel surprising that they wouldn't give it to Frozen 2. I mean, it is the same. It's, it's like how documentary branches are averse to nominating films that are archive heavy, hence Apollo 11 not getting in. This year,
4: mm, mm, I do
3: feel you get that mm. a bit with the animated branch, where they're like, "We're not going to nominate a sequel unless we feel it does something different." And Toy Story 4 does something different, you know, for that franchise. It moves it to new locate. Frozen just has the same old theater and dram production design, same character designs, similar story.
2: I've not seen Toy Story 4 yet. Do the toys get lost and they have to go and find one of them? Um, not quite <laughs> as simple oh as God. that because
3: well, they get separated?
2: Yes. Um, but, but you know, individually. It you know, <laughs>
3: emotionally, it does more heavy lifting. I think Frozen, as me and Ian, we've we discussed on Twitter before. I feel there was room for that film to really do some interesting things that it didn't. And it didn't even have to do them uh, heavy handedly. It could have been subtle, but it felt like it took the safe. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that gets it's, you an Oscar nomination or doesn't.
2: It seems like for five years with, with Frozen Two, they've tried to look for a story that they can tell, not been able to te- not been able to move it forward, and gone. Fuck it, just put a song in it, put in some new outfits, and we'll just make money off of it.
3: I mean, it is amazing that that is that is that that film that is the result of six years of development and production. That film, that's what they could come up with in six years. I think there's some
1: really interesting shit going on with Anna, uh, no Elsa, sorry,
3: yeah, but not uh, enough. They needed to do like the zootopia of homosexual princesses
2: <laughs>
3: to get that Oscar nomination, even if China wouldn't release it.
2: Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's that's something.
1: I don't know, man. Like, I just I, I feel like she has no interest in in, uh, in in she's not a sexual being is Elsa. Oh, she, she is...
3: flirts with that girl in that other, in the woods until all of a sudden she starts flirting. The other one starts flirting with a dude because they're like, oh, shit, she's looking too gay.
1: Anyway, let's talk about the films that have actually been nominated. Missing Link being in I really there. hope that
3: wins. I love Lisa yeah. so much.
1: I've, I I I just I Toy Story 4 feels like almost like a it's nice to be there, but it's it's the fourth film, nah. Um it kind of feels like it's I Lost My Body versus Missing Link.
3: Yeah, I feel that they actually I don't again I have some big issues with I Lost My Body, but I feel like if they watch it, it's the kind of thing that could win. But I think Missing Link, I think that Globe win happened just at the right time for people to go, yeah. oh, maybe we should watch this. Yeah. And they're probably going to be one of the last things they watch before they vote. And
1: it's a lovely, lovely little film.
3: <laughs> and I do think Leica have built up a, a thing of maybe it's time to give them something now, cred. Mm. Like All of their films have been nominated since they've been eligible to be nominated. Yeah, they have all their films have been nominated.
1: Mark, if you're um if you're playing some uh, kind of Oscar catch-up, I think Missing Link would be a really...
3: It's, it's, um, it's just
1: good come one up to, to go for. The, Netflix Netflix
3: hasn't it yeah oh ha- it's on Netflix yeah a, a couple, it came up on New Year's Day I think or something like that
1: fucking hell really okay yeah. oh yeah. man I might yeah I might I might see if lots wants to watch that again and get Don on it as well nice yeah. alright yeah I'll Is catch it, up I, with that
3: and then yeah so on top of the fact that it feels like they're kind of due that also though, on the flagship on the other side of it makes me sad that no one has decided that the How to Train Your Dragon franchise needs an Oscar Because it's my favorite anime franchise of the past decade. It's Hidden World's
1: a gorgeous little film as well. But it's it's almost
3: like an afterthought. You know, it's like why? Why is this not winning? Why is it not winning for the culmination of this franchise? But anyway,
1: because How to Train Your Dragon two landed with a fucking as a bit of a wet fart. I like How to Train Your
3: Dragon two. But that did not do what they thought it was going to. Yeah, but then again, How to Train a Dragon 2 came this close to winning the Oscar because it won the Globe, it won the Critics' Choice, and it won something else. And then Big Hero 6 fucked along at the last minute.
1: Yeah, Big Hero 6 rules, though. You fuck off.
3: Yeah, but it's no How to Train a Dragon, you know.
1: Anyway, anyway. Uh,
3: screenplays, I mean, that's all fine, apart from the weird 1917 nomination I, that, I, for Sam Mendes and his NFTS graduate. I, I just, It's
1: bizarre. I really, really do not understand that nomination. Um, especially, I don't know. You look at you look at some of these other things. I mean, like the two popes is fucking gorgeously written. Um, Joker has got got some real interesting shit going on in there. Um, I think Taika Waititi getting a fucking nomination for Jojo Rabbit's a bit. And really,
3: he, I think he's probably going to win it as well.
1: Oh God, I, I like. I,
3: I think that's where the love for that film is going to coalesce, which is why I say follow that logic to it being a spoiler for best picture as well. Cause screenplay and picture tend to match up.
1: Oh, uh, give it little women.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I just want to say two things about screenplay. And I think these nominations and the 1917 thing are kind of answered by those two things. Uh, one is this weird, Push that the industry has taken in the past five years or so to auteur meaning writer-director, instead of what author actually means. Yeah. Uh, so when they look at their thing, they all Sam Mendes wrote 1917 as well. Therefore, we'll nominate that. I mean, eight of the ten are here are writer-directors, which is really interesting because again, that's just mm. what they seem to be going for at the moment. Like the great most directors can't write most writers can't direct obviously there's a select few who can do both and most of them get nominated and it feels like sam mendes has got swept along with the tide and i find that really interesting um because you know gladiator and titanic couldn't get nominated for screenplay so why can 1917 (laughs) you know it feels a bit strange yeah and then but then i also had and i don't want to diminish her achievement in any way shape or form but you know he took effectively a recent nfts graduate to write this screenplay with him christy wilson cairns i mean i don't understand how two people wrote this screenplay anyway because uh, it's really dumb um but it almost feels like and this is really i feel bad dirty saying it but it does feel like oh wait we need to r- have certain criteria to qualify for best british film at the baftas let's get another woman on this screenplay because we've got no other female hod's anywhere across this whole film you know, it just smacks of that because I I, I would I, I said you, I really want to see the breakdown of how this film was eligible for best British film against BAFTA's eligibility criteria for diversity they introduced last year, because looking at that criteria, I can't see how it matches it, how it fits it.
1: Yeah, it's. Um... I don't know, the BAFTAs the BAFTAs is a
3: whole thing, and to be fair, the Oscars are they de- barely done better. But um No, it, but it's more the fact that like they literally say you cannot be you're not eligible for best British film, best debut British film unless you hit two of these four criteria. And I don't mm. see how they do. So I'm gonna keep hammering that one until they tell me, I think.
1: <laughs> um so but in terms of original screenplay though, what, what are we thinking? It it kind of it feels like the Tarantino ghetto this, as bizarre as that is to say, but it's like it almost feels like give Tarantino directing and let someone else win screenplay. Yeah, I think he would prefer that as
3: well. I, yeah. I, also, I actually feel like if Sony were smart, their campaign from now until voting ends would be Tarantino never won director. Give him director.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, man. No, absolutely. It, it, it is his time. But
3: if they don't do that, I think you're looking at Hollywood splitting with Sam Mendes for director and him winning screenplay again. Otherwise, I, yeah otherwise i think if people think oh we need to give tarantino director i think you're looking at probably bumbach winning for marriage story and that being his thing
4: yeah
3: or then just going full in for bong and thinking if we're not going to nominate bong for director, if we're going to give it to mendez or tarantino we'll give him screenplay but i think international feature is going to be all parasite gets
1: so no no hope for
3: eyes out just like he's no, happy to be there you're not going to have to be the sole nominee and then win yeah okay the That's other right. four are all Best Picture nominees. I mean, original screenplay is where it's at this year. The fact that, I mean, that in a stronger year, I don't think Joker and Two Popes, or even Jojo Rabbit, get in for adapted screenplay.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um... Uh, uh, is there anything else? Visual effects is fine. I mean, Lion King is stupid, but, you know... <laughs> Oh, I just love that John Williams got nominated again for a Star Wars score. When I swear they're supposed to have criteria that limits the whole reuse of cues and other things. Yeah, I mean it's that
2: that's
4: that's
3: wasn't
2: ridiculous. A, wasn't there a thing where? Um... Wasn't there a thing a few years ago John Johnny Greenwood could have been nominated?
3: Because yeah, because of There'll Be Blood. It happens all the time. There's always films disqualified because they say that it has too many bits of classical music or reused scores from other films. Mm. There is no way that John Williams did 100% original composing on that film.
2: It, it, it does seem a little bit like they've gone, Oh, John Williams, we'd better put him in there.
3: Yeah. As I saw, we've done sort of sound mixing, haven't we? With like a Joker and Once Upon a Time, would have won. Like, just
1: back back to original score though. I mean, who wins? Does it?
3: Oh, um, what's the face, Joker woman? Yeah. And you know what? You, I don't think you've, you've you've only got like three women that have ever won score at the Oscars, so that's absolutely fine. Mm, okay. If if not, it's probably Thomas Newman who's been nominated fourteen times and never won. But Has he never won. No, but that score was so overbearing. Is it nineteen seventeen 1917's girl? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. That that nighttime sequence you're on about, it's just like, oh my god, this music is so loud and doesn't fit, and Wally just stares at the German and does nothing. Yeah. Um, but then I love the fact that Thomas Newman and Randy Newman, of course, are brothers, and they're nominated against each other. Shut up! Are they really? Yeah. Did you not know that? I th-
1: no. Yeah, they're brothers. Oh, that's it interesting um fair play with with original song is that basically we want elton john
3: to win an oscar i don't think that was originally the plan i think they expected beyonce or someone to get in but after that globe speech where him and bernie talpin said they'd never won anything together before i think they're gonna win that one hands down and there's a lot of people who love rocket mountain that's the only place they've really got to acknowledge it because it somehow didn't get nominated in costume design
1: i fucking love that randy newman has been nominated for marriage story and toy story 4 like it it, there's something delicious about that because you don't see randy newman kind of getting oscar nominations every year and then it just showing up in those two such like wildly (laughs) different films it's lovely
3: i can't remember who i mean yeah i think into the unknown isn't quite let it go either and i think the sentimental value of elton john and bernie Taupin winning is too Strong to pass up, but the other thing that I thought was really interesting, someone had a theory about original score that the reason Joker's going to win is all the adults who vote, who have children who spend all their time on TikTok, TikTok, sorry, TikTok, TikTok doing memes to the Joker score. It's all they've probably heard since October in their house, mm, and I mm. thought, that and I was like, oh, I, I kind of get that logic, you know? Yeah fair, no, it's, fair. A it's a memorable theme makeup's gonna go to bombshell i imagine unless joker starts sweeping things
1: that kind of makes sense um i mean you've got mosca nominee maleficent mistress of evil in there though
3: yeah but it's great makeup <laughs> it's great makeup work the film might be poo but it is great makeup work i was kind of brush. i was kind of
1: half serious i mean like it's that's some fucking good makeup
3: I mean, I love the makeup branch because they're not averse to nominating a big piece of shit if the work is good. Mm. Um, but I also think this is the first year they've had five nominees, not three. Finally, it always felt weird to have three. But if it was three, you know that it's Bombshell, Joker, and probably Judy that are getting those nominations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, international feature film pissed people off, didn't it? They didn't nominate Matty Diop for Atlantics. Uh, and so they which should. doesn't doesn't surprise me at all i finally caught up with it in canada and i was just like it's very much a first feature there's some good stuff in here there's some stuff that feels like lots of other films i've seen in here
2: yeah i i
1: I
3: will talk about atlantics (laughs) yet later i am fine with that not being nominated yeah i thought but i thought it was fine like i haven't seen corpus christi or honeyland i've seen the other three they all deserve to be there so that's fine editing as i said yeah it's weird that once upon a time in hollywood isn't there and Jojo Rabbit is. That's another reason to take Jojo Rabbit seriously. Mm. You know, that editing nomination for Jojo Rabbit is baffling because I like Taika Waititi films a, a lot, but I think this film looked weaker than his other films visually and the pacing was off. So it's baffling that Jojo Rabbit, for me, is in editing and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't.
1: And it's, oh, it's it's lovely to see Parasite in I mean, Again, I haven't seen Parasite, but just... I love that there's going to be different faces around in award season. Um, it's it's going to be new like n- new people who are going to get this like shot and get their names known out there. And it will be and it will make whatever they're working on next just seem that more prestigious. Like this could be such a shot in the arm for South Korean cinema. Yeah.
3: Can I? Do, this just I just want to point something else out here as well. I'm trying to find the list, but I have a feeling that the only films to hit all the guilds so far are um, *Irishman*, *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*. If you don't count screenplay, because he's obviously not eligible for WGA. Yeah. Uh, and, and *Jojo Rabbit*. I think that might be it. Um, *Parasite* might be as well, but the fact is, if *Jojo Rabbit* wins ensemble over once upon a time in hollywood it's also got an editing nomination and could win screenplay because you could see that path start to take shape you know once upon a time in hollywood doesn't have editing so that's one thing you can hold against it if you want to look at those stats and parasite is foreign and normally when given a choice between foreign and anything else they'll pick something else in other categories mm-hmm. And and it's, it's it's definitely feels like jojo rabbit's that sort of lurking threat to win that editing nomination is what makes me think and co- you know it, it got quite a few. got six you know it didn't do a green book where it just got screenplay two acting nominations and best picture that didn't get editing or best director or anything so anything can happen
1: yeah it uh, it it does. It, it, it feels very, very, very wide open for a picture and director still like the all the awards have been so spread out. You know, it would have been interesting if 1917 had been like kind of screening in November. I think it, if it was screening in
3: November, it wouldn't have got as much. I think I think oh, people, really? mm. I don't think people would have fallen for it quite as much because I think they would have had time to think about it. And do I really want to watch it a second time? Yeah. Would have would have hit, kicked in, but they voted on the high. I've only just seen it. I don't know. I always when it's when it's competitive, I always default to what is the most likable, and I think for a lot of people, that's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Jojo Rabbit. Mm. Because of prefer, I think they need to get rid of the preferential ballot. Just get rid of it.
1: Personally. um glad glad to see Ad Astra get a nomination. Yeah, you know, but weird,
3: again, weird that it only got sound mixing and not sound editing as well. Where sound editing is where space movies normally
1: flourish. Did you um just on that Astra? Have you listened to the the Mark Maron interview with uh, Pitt and DiCaprio?
3: No, I've got it downloaded to listen to. But...
1: It's, it's it's brilliant there's one bit where maron's just like oh how, I, yeah I, how'd I, you get on with that
3: one wasn't it I,
1: I yeah no it's, it's nice no, it's brilliant like it's just like he's like you can tell Pitts just got such a smirk on his so just for those who don't know like mark maron talks about how he just caught up with ad astra and then brad Pitt's just like oh yeah how'd you get on with that one and it, it's it, like it, it's so funny because the Mark Maron's like saying like I didn't really know why uh why these energy pulses were were threatening things and Brad Pitt was just like I didn't really either you know it, it's so yeah it, he's it's weird it's not throwing it under the bus but it's a little bit surprising that he's being that like kind of like flippant about it when it's such a recent film
2: and it was his production company and it yeah, was, yeah. He, he was the full driving force behind uh allowing James Gray to have that bigger budget to make I was movie.
1: I what I, I kind of wonder whether Brad Pitt was almost just like fuck it let's just see what happens you know and like oh it'll be fun to see how this turns out um it's in, yeah it's a really interesting interview because it's like he's talking about how like he's been producing for ages and like none of his producing credits have ever really turned like made any money uh it's very very real that i don't, i haven't listened to much mark maron because uh, because I, I find him a little off-putting. Yeah. Um, i opinion. think as
3: long as you skip like his half an hour of waffle at the beginning at the
1: beginning and get to the interview yeah that's a, that's a good that's a good shout but like pitt is well into it like dicaprio is a bit like more just kind of trusting pitt but pitt obviously fucking loves the guy so yeah. he's, he's really chill and really open it's a fun hour i
3: love um brad pitt i mean I he just, he just, I can't wait to see him win an Oscar. But the sound editing thing again does baffle. Like you look, I, I predicted Ford v Ferrari, Star Wars in 1917 in sound editing. It just makes sense. But when you think of sound editing, you don't think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker. And that tells you how strong those two are.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, documentary, I haven't seen enough to really comment on.
4: As I said, you know,
3: Apollo Eleven missed because they don't go for archive stuff much. I feel like for Sama my oh, honeyland has an edge there i guess it's also nominated for best documentary it's the first documentary to be nominated for foreign language film mm. uh for sama is the emotional one though so i feel that's my I, I know the director of it the english guy the co-director So i'm slightly biased but i feel that that's kind of the sentimental one although the, the obama's produced the american factory one so or exec produced that one so who knows uh, costume yeah, there's nothing else that really leaps out as being. It's great that the Lighthouse got in for cinematography, even if Portrait of a Lady on Fire didn't. Yeah, I
1: still haven't caught up at the Lighthouse. I'm kind of thinking I'll probably just I'll just wait until it comes out in the cinema now, and I can spend the yeah, hour and, and a half in, a in the dark weeks. with that. Well, you know. two yeah. hours.
3: But it's uh, two hours. It's it's yeah, it's too long. But yeah, I do find it. They clearly watched it, and it's a shame that they didn't watch it enough to nominate Willem Dafoe, but or Robert Pattinson really. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. They're mm. both great. No, I mean. I just sit here and find other, for me like I just thought there's nothing we just get angry about here because it's all kind of blur. Other than Uncut Gems getting zero, like I kind of held out hope that any nomination would be enough for me to feel that at least they saw it. Everything's kind of look. it's yeah.
2: cool. I, it's it, it does seem when because um, when the nomination came out, uh, uh, message our little group chat saying Uncut Gems but it's nothing, and immediately my first thought was. Was it ineligible in some way then? It just—it does seem odd how how praised it's been and how around everything else it's been to just get nothing.
3: I mean, I don't know. You look at those—I look at those nine nominations for best picture, and four of them are in my top ten of the year. Like that's not bad. And then there's another one that's in my top twenty, and then you've got Parasite, which is probably in the top thirty, and then 1917 and Joker, which are just somewhere else. So you know, it can't, I can't be mad at that, really. No, And it is that classic thing. It's like yes, Lupita Nyong'o should probably be there, and but I haven't seen Cynthia Arrivo and I would put her there in. So I would put her there over Charlize Theron, but it's not like Charlize Theron is bad in it. She's good. She's just been better. Yeah, there's nothing here that's like Bohemian Rhapsody. We're like, why is this not? The only nomination that feels yeah. why is this nominated is 1917 in screenplay.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm 100% there. Yeah. Because even yeah. though I
3: don't like 1917, I can understand why people would vote for it in other categories or be, think they should vote for it. But the screenplay one, I don't understand how the writers, who are the ones who get to nominate screenplays, think that 1917 had a great screenplay. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a, yeah. I can absolutely it's, a, it's a, an odd one that one
3: well
1: i've got um i put money on about two months ago on two best picture nominees um joker and parasite um if i cash out on parasite now i'd get more than my money back um i'm
3: wondering i'm wondering like, i should i should have i should have put money on my jojo rabbit prediction back in march probably
1: would have made a yeah. fuck ton. yeah i mean I, I put money on yeah so i put money on joker and parasite i think i'm i'm almost gonna pull the trigger on just cashing out on joker i don't i don't see that film like getting enough consensus
3: no it's not gonna win you think if i was if it was me and i was and i might do it now the, the savvy bet before it's before it goes and does something like win sag or win something significant at BAFTA, the savvy money would be to put a few quid on Jojo Rabbit, while it's still odds are still a bit longer.
1: Yeah, I wonder where it's at at the moment, actually. Um, Sub, look.
3: That's my feeling, cause I feel like the odds on things like the Irishman, which I think is going to take nothing, I think Irishman, like Gangs of New York, is going to go 10 for 0.
1: Fucking out. Jojo Rabbit is 40 to 1.
3: Exactly, I would put a couple of quid on that, even if you're, you just put a pound on it, or a fiver on it, you know? That's 200 quid if you win.
1: Like that seems very.
3: Yeah, and it's not going to stick. That's gonna. Those odds are going to go down.
1: No, I mean this. This is actually this is fucking fascinating. So best picture. Um, this is on Bet365. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and Parasite, one, two, three. Uh, best actor, Joaquin Phoenix, odds on. Uh, irani odds on. Sam Mendes, odds on.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Brad Pitt, odds on. Um, Laura Dern odds on. Laura Dern odds on. Parasite uh, one to fifty. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. It's um. I I would.
3: I would. I would consider putting a fiver on Jojo Rabbit. Personally, I'm going to.
1: Like yeah, that's not. Um, That's not bad. That.
3: I might even put a tenner on it. I just feel like, it could happen. It makes them feel better about fascism, like Crash made them feel better about racism. The only thing that makes me different is Crash was obviously a vote against Brokeback Mountain, whereas I don't understand why people would vote against once upon a time in Hollywood. So that's my favourite, but I'm not gonna put money on that because I'm not gonna win anything for the amount that I have to put on it. But a fiver on JoJo, as I think that I think the next closest one to win probably isn't a bad bet.
1: I have cashed out on Joker. And I am putting two pounds seventy on Jojo Rabbit, which if I if it wins, I will get a hundred and ten pound back. See, perfect. That will do. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. Brad. I like that. I like that. It's, it's fifty to one on B win. I mean, I'm I'm just going to put a couple of quid on Jojo Rabbit on lots of different sites instead sort of ten on one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got um. I got ten to one on parasite. I put on a fiver. I'd get back fifty-five at the moment. If I cash out, I get nine pounds seventeen. Um, yeah. And yeah, JoJo Rabbit forty to one. All right, let's let's do this. At least if I'm, I don't agree with it, at least I'm going to win some money.
3: Yeah, what's I'm just looking, Paddy Power have it at uh, thirty-three to one. Bwin have it at fifty to one. Who do you bet with? Uh, bet three six five. Oh, I haven't gone to them yet. William who do William Hill have it uh at I I find it interesting. Oscar betting every but I always leave it too late. I think this year I'm just gonna do it early while I have some money before I another a month of not working ruins me. Um Okay, cool. I don't think there's anything else we to talk about with the Oscars, is there? Did you nope. see that there's a did you see that there's a trailer for Morbius?
1: Well, we're actually, we were, sorry, just sneezing. We were going to talk about that in a bit. Um, let's talk about it now. Um, I haven't watched it. I haven't that? watched
3: it. Is it? Hold on, let me. You, you start talking, and I'll mute myself, and I'll watch it, and I'll
2: join in.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do do a live commentary while we're talking about it. Um, okay. Mark is back, there? yet? Uh,
2: I think she's she's on the way home. She's
1: text me. Okay. So, so Morbius, the the living vampire. Uh, so this is directed by Daniel Espinoza, I believe, um, who, you know, I've, I've liked some of his stuff, um, but it does feel a bit, what the fuck is this, and what the fuck is it doing coming out in July? An
2: it. It, yeah, it, it doesn't, uh, <laughs> It's... i can't put my finger on it it, it, it seems like a movie that should have come out four or five years but...
1: yeah it, it's but then again you could say that about venom and look what that did um my yeah. my my concern with this is that it's not going to have any of the mad fucking weird energy that venom had
2: and it's not it... have any of the yeah that that kind of Venom, Venom knows exactly what it is. This
1: doesn't seem to know exactly what it is. should have died years ago. And I mean, they, just the way they are actually trying to tie this into the, the wider Spider-Man universe. I mean, can you imagine the fucking the hand-wringing they must have done to get Kevin Feige to allow them to use uh, the fucking Vulture at the end of the trailer? Yeah.
2: But can, can you imagine when they do do these worlds collide? Can you imagine, can you imagine being on set when uh, John Leto is trying to be I like to talk with other people that I cool. work with, with with Tom Hardy?
1: Oh god. <laughs> but you, you have to wonder whether they're gonna do a like whether if they do a post credits in venom 2 that has morbius in it entirely depends on how this opens <laughs> yeah they're
2: basically saying right now to uh, Abby circus don't write venom quite yet just give it to what is it i'll leave a space open
1: but i mean that's the thing it's like this comes out in july and then venom 2 is supposed to be coming out october of this year it's, um, that, that early yeah um and w- which is fucked, which means they are probably gonna do some, you know, there'll be a Venom thing in the in the post credits of Morbius, and then maybe there'll be a Morbius thing in the post credits of Venom too. I think it will be interesting if they don't do anything. It, 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 I, I think they could do a Venom two thing in the post credits of Morbius, but I, it, it just are they. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Until just... the remedy. I think Brad like, turns that up during the trailer.
3: Hold on, just at the end. Keep watching. Oh, Fucking hell. Yeah, would you figure that? I mean, it feels like they're still making films in the 90s and time-travelling them to 2020, like they did with Venom. It's definitely a style they're going for with these films, isn't it? It just... Jared Leto... <laughs> Jared is Leto's so... the strangest movie star. He's someone who won an yeah. Oscar and no one likes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fascinating that... They're going to try and actually build a franchise around Jared Leto.
3: Yeah, but... Well, they're not... They're building it... I, I will put good money on Tom Hardy's character cameoing in this at some point. Um, or... You know, we,
1: we, were just, we were just saying, like, there will be a Venom thing in the like the mid-credits of this. Or They it, won't it, do it...
3: Or if there isn't, you'll probably find out it takes place at the same time and you see the Venom thing on the news or something like that. As the first Venom um. or something but it's just like Venom made 800 and something million dollars.
1: But the thing is, it came out, it came out in October. It hit this weird zeitgeisty kind of thing. Yeah. I just, people knew what Venom was.
3: No one knows what the fuck this is.
1: He's no, I mean, that's, that's it. And right now the trailer basically makes out, okay, he's a doctor who's trying to cure himself. (laughs) Not necessarily doing it for any altruistic means. And he turns into some kind of weird vampire thing. He turns into a vampire who looks a bit scary,
3: and it looks like he fucks a bunch of people up. And then you've got Matt Smith bringing some Terminator Genesis energy in to fuck up a franchise again. Oh yeah. Especially Uh, after, you know, the stories of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker as well, however much was shot, shot and then reshot. Like, his whole part was reshot, was cut. You know? He filmed for like weeks on that film. The guy just is like franchise poison.
1: God, that's right. He was cast in Rise of Skywalker, wasn't
3: he? Yeah. What he was this,
1: So what was he supposed to do?
3: He was playing, I can't remember what the character was called. Son of something. It's something to do with the Clone Wars cartoon series. Wow. I don't know. Either way, the, that whole film, like Force Awakens, was reshot and reconfigured in post.
1: Uh, but yeah, um anyway, Venom
3: two. More sorry, obvious, just... So you got Matt Smith, you got the hot girl from Good Omens, I can't remember her name, Alejandra or something. Uh Jared Harris getting a paycheck. Yeah. Weird Michael Keaton Vulture cameo, I'm guessing, at the end.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh apparently Reed Scott is in it. I oh, know sorry, I'm looking at the Venom Two cast. Yeah, it just looks like, I just don't know who wants to see that, but you know, China and Japan love Jared Leto.
1: Yeah, I, I, it just – the dog days of summer feel about right for this.
3: I mean, everyone I know who worked on it said it was such a horrible experience making that film because it was all shot over here.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Right, um,
3: yeah. Oh, no, that's right. You had um,
1: Jared Leto. was in it was, Manchester, yeah. Yeah, that's on. right.
3: Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, and then, I mean, Venom 2 – I mean, Venom Two could actually be good. Andy Circus, yeah, he, his directing track record's not great, but he's still a step up from Ruben Fleischer. He's
1: oh no, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, if they just follow up on the fucking manic energy of Venom, which I think they will, with Woody Harrelson up in there, plus um, Stephen Graham as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, let's let's go. Why not?
3: You know, and you know, it's still written by uh, by like same woman who wrote um, Saving Mr. Banks and Cruella great her career is so weird 50 saving, saving Mr. Banks 50 Shades of Grey Venom Cruella Venom 2 and Baz Luhrmann's Elvis uh wasn't what's it Kelly Marcel Kelly Marcel yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah. weirdest career I kind of I kind of uh, admire it yeah that looks awful that just looks awful
1: this summer is not inspiring at all
3: what what, what is there there's some stuff isn't there
1: I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so what is it? Black Widow. Um,
3: well, that that'll be good.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, Marvel you are would, incapable would like now of making
3: too. a th- anything below three stars. At the very least, it'll be fun.
1: And Florence Pugh's Fies can crush me. Thank you very much. Kate Shortland directing it. Yeah, well, why The not? whole point you is know. That
3: they're, they're making this to set her up as the legacy Black Widow. So Florence Pugh will be Black Widow going forward. Yep. You know they know what they're doing. Entirely here for it. By the um, way, can I just point out before we even get to the summer we have this incredible weekend coming up of yes parasite but also the Oscars that same weekend and birds of prey underwater and doolittle. Are they all the same week? Yeah, Parasite, Birds of Prey, Underwater and Doolittle. Oh, oh what a weekend. February is the weirdest month. Sorry, I know this is really oh, tedious, weekend. but just quickly, you've got that at the beginning of February. Then you've got three weeks of crap, pretty much. Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Island, that awful-looking remake of Emma, uh, Like a Boss, Brahms, The Boy 2, Bloodshot, and Greed, Michael Winsbottom's bad film. And then in the middle of that, you've got The Call of the Wild, the CGI dog one from the director of How to Train Your Dragon. It's live action with the CGI dog. And then you have all that crap if you like like real films. And then the last weekend of February all on this, this same weekend you have portrait of a lady on fire downhill dark waters color out of space the invisible man the true history of the kelly gang and wendy
1: remind me what went oh shit the fucking uh, ben Island. Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh shit
3: that is seven films for adults all on one weekend and then the, the weeks bef- three weeks before that are all kids films i know half terms in there horror crap uh, animated shit and nonsense it's very weird like why have seven films that are all competing for the same audience pretty much on the same day yeah
1: but sonic the hedgehog's gonna fucking bang
3: yeah but that's two weeks yeah i know but do you know i mean like why release portrait of lady on fire wendy history of the kelly gang and dark waters on the same day downhill will have some overlap as well and invisible man and as well you know it feels i don't know Oh, yeah, Balls, that's the other reason Venom did so well, by the way. Even if you didn't know what Venom is, that trailer just looked like Upgrade Light. It took the same things that worked in that trailer man talking to himself and beating the shit out of people, which is an easy sell. People want to yep. see that. Yep, they agree. Um, so, what have we got this summer? Hold on. So, Onward is in March. Mulan is. it? Yeah, apparently, Mulan cost over $300 million.
4: <laughs> I mean, it looks great. <laughs> I mean, they'll make
3: it back because they're making it for China. So, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Bond looks shit because it's Bond. No. When was the last good Bond film? Skyfall Sky... was good, wasn't it? Yes. Actually, mm. I like Skyfall and Quantum of Solace, but Spectre was just shit. Yeah, Spectre yeah. wasn't great, but Skyfall. <laughs> <laughs> New Mutants is actually coming out. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, trailer for that as well. Wow. We will believe that New Mutants is coming out when I am sat in the cinema and it actually starts.
3: I'm worried about Antlers because Scott. He, what's his name? The guy that did Tom Scott Cooper. Cooper's? He's either really, really hit or really, really missed for me. Like, there's no middle yeah, ground. Secret Garden looks wank. Promising Young Woman looks like it's designed just to make Twitter happy, whether the film's good or not. Mm. Antebellum looks fascinating. Yeah, Black Widow looks good. Saint Maud is amazing. I cannot wait for you guys. I know you guys don't like good horror films, oh, but I fuck feel you, like. But
1: you've seen Saint Maud. It's good, eh?
3: It's amazing. It's okay. Fantastic. All right. Nice. My friend produced it, but I don't like him that much, so I was willing to not like it, but it's amazing. It's amazing. Legally Blonde 3? That's not coming out in May. That's not even being made, is it? Did they actually make... No, they didn't make a third Legally Blonde. Yeah, I'm pretty... I know they they, they announced it. I don't know whether it's coming out in May. Well, but it still it. says pre-production on IMDb. So, they, they probably haven't shot anything yet.
2: Mm. And Reese Witherspoon's it,
3: it, it, bit... And Reese yeah. Witherspoon's been out campaigning for things.
2: Yeah, it, it, yeah it's in, in pre-production expecting yeah. eight. woman in the window
3: win- woman in the window is going to be well, I don't know what it's going to be like, but again I've heard all the stories of how the what, what that sh- post-production's been like. Thing is, even when Joe Wright makes shit, it's kind of Weirdly watchable. I couldn't watch Pan.
1: I tried. Oh, I fucking I had a I had fun with Pan. Sorry. Uh,
3: you've got a Chris Rock Samuel L. Jackson Saw film.
1: Oh, in the summer.
3: Yeah, fifteenth of May. It's the same director, Daryl Lynn Bozeman, but Chris Rock wrote it, I think. And it's nah, there's
1: no way a Saw film comes out in Yeah, meant. they
3: they started filming it last year.
1: No, but I'm saying like October, surely.
3: Ah, uh, but they're treating it like a summer thing because it's Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. I mean, they and Chris Rock did the story.
1: I've got 15... Launching Films is saying 15th of May is Scoob and Women in the Window. Uh,
3: okay, uh, I've got... IMDB has it at 15th of May. I mean, launching films is probably more accurate.
1: 22nd of May, Fast and Furious 9, Spongebob movie...
3: Oh, Fast and... You, know they, they, you know they definitely go to space in Fast and Furious 9, right?
1: D- d- is that a thing?
3: Well, a friend of mine who works on it says they go to space. So I'm I'm taking that as gospel until something proves me otherwise.
1: Wow. Is that why we haven't had a trailer yet? Because they're just yeah. going to fucking bang with that.
3: I, I think so. Like he said, there was a bit of ludicrous, do, like doing
2: space hopping shit that was so funny to film. Oh. Uh, 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 I, I, Ian, apparently, the organ donor is getting released in May. They don't want it to be in competition with Halloween Kills. What's on, the organ
1: donor? That's so.
2: That's so, yeah. There
1: you go. Horror and the right. Summer
3: can play quite well, though, as well.
1: Yeah, no, it can. I'm just surprised uh, by it. Okay, well, great, bro. Uh,
3: 29th oh May Art of May is fast Foul. That's still a thing, is it? Yep. Wonder Woman 1984, though. I think that'll bang.
1: Yes, it will. Candyman Candy will for that. Go on, Although, then. Am yeah. I
3: right in thinking that they got rid of Yahul Abdin Matul II and then brought Tony Todd back and are treating it more like a sequel than a... um. Or oh, is that I... right? Oh, that's yeah, he he's still listed yeah Abdul Mateen, but I heard he actually got replaced by and they brought Tony Todd back. Yeah, I I... as well. But who knows? Either way, Tony Todd is in it. So
1: nice. Uh, week after that is uh, Soul, which um... is probably
3: Pixar's better film that year.
1: mm you, you would think so. Three <laughs> um... guy looks awful. Yeah,
3: we'll we'll see. Eh. Ghostbusters Afterlife? No, thank yeah, you. We'll... Minions Two? Yes, please. Minions The Rise of Gru, no thank you Tenet and Top Gun, one of them has to blink right they're not going to release both of them on the same day no right? they are not
2: released both on the same day, there's no fucking chance
3: and, and
1: Top Gun blinks there's no, like
3: my feeling is Top Gun moves to the 10th of July and opens here a week before America or something like that
1: yeah, yeah that would
3: or Top Gun moves back and goes up against Jungle Cruise that would make more sense Jungle, yeah because you don't want to Ghostbusters and Top Gun of both nostalgia Jungle Cruise looks. It, uh, Jungle, Book's probably, Jungle Cruise is probably the film I'm uh, looking forward to just the, the most. they've already
2: moved Tenet back. What? Tenet's already moved. To where? Uh, July now. If it's already it, July. It is, uh, they've moved. Uh, sorry, it's back to June 26th now. Up to June 26th, do you mean? That would make yeah, sense. There's so
3: nothing forward. listed. There's nothing listed. Uh, Jungle Cruise is probably the yeah. summer film I'm looking forward to the most. That and In the Heights. What? Because why they a letter Sarah? one colette seller doing effectively the mummy but in the jungle with the rock and emily blunt uh, trailer's not great but okay i don't i don't care so yeah that's my that's my shit in the yeah. heights is obviously the other one i can't wait for mm-hmm. and then Barb, okay Barb and star go to vista del mar right i hadn't heard of this film before and when i was in canada i went to see bombshell and this trailer came up but we didn't know it was a trailer we just thought this is a really it's not online yet this trailer it's baffling i've been looking for it ever since it was like, is this a commercial for something? And then it cuts to these two women talking, but you only see their hair. And it's like, ah, maybe we should be in a movie. And we can only make a movie if you don't see our faces. Can we sell that? And it's this weird trailer of funny shit where you never see their faces. And this title comes up, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. And it looks amazing. And it turns out it's Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamulo.
1: Oh, shit, really?
3: Yeah, they're both starring in it and have written it together, but again it's weird that trailer's not online yet because that trailer is unlike anything else i've ever seen it's amazing Mm. bill and ted face the music that's the other one i can't wait for next summer yes i don't know there's enough to look forward to in here
1: yeah yeah, there there is and i mean there's something interesting pretty
3: much every week it just doesn't quite it feels more interesting than this summer was uh, I don't know. I like, like put, put, what, what, apart from Mulan in March, where there's, there's, we have two stupid Disney live-action remakes in the middle of it,
1: you know. I like I like Aladdin. You fuck.
3: It's fine, but I'd still much rather see something strike out weird like Artemis Fowl. Or at least it's different. And Jungle Cruise. Mo- there's a there's a, def- a refreshing lack of. It's not it's not too sequel heavy. That's true. And the sea, Yeah, it's all right. And then The Conjuring, I'm up for another big-budget Conjuring film, even though James Wan didn't direct this one.
1: It was the guy who directed The Curse of La Llorona, wasn't
3: yeah, it? I, I didn't see that. And then no, It was it.
1: fucking bollocks.
3: Was sept- September, you got The King's Man last night in Soho and Many Saints of Newark. This is an interesting year, although Robert Zemeckis' The Witches is probably going to be like cancer.
1: I don't know, man. Anne Hathaway in the Angelica Houston role, I'm kind yeah. of like that.
3: But did you see... Um, Welcome to marwen no, I haven't caught up with that yet. I think no. it might be up there with cats as one of the worst studio films I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Anyway, well, it's a
1: little in a couple of weeks though so you know
3: no, 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 no. doolittle opens of a in four of <laughs> i know bit of know little how, how, is, how I, I feel like they did universal did such a wonderful thing they a to like They did releasing cats
4: yeah a wonderful thing they
3: you know and i don't think people are quite prepared for what's about to hit
1: it just it's the the first film that lottie ever saw the trailer and looked at me and said can we go see that like usually after a trailer i'll go do you want to go see that like literally as soon as it ended she just looked at me and said can we go see that like so
3: i wish that i was smart enough and you were dumb enough that i could convince you to go and take lottie to see the painted bird and convince her it was a kid's film
1: I, d- I don't know what that is, but, like, I already decided not to take her to see Cats, so... I,
3: I <laughs> no, I'm- The Painted Bird is a three-hour World War Two Holocaust drama that's one of the most grim, black-and-white, miserable, torturous things I've ever seen. You know, it's like, oh. come... It's, yeah, but, but it's called The Painted Bird. If I was smart, I feel like, you know, you could trick someone. I'd, I'd,
1: I'd get five minutes in and she'd say, Daddy, I want... To go home, so you know.
3: Yeah, no, cats is just yeah, no, no, no child should be subjected to cats. I love nightmares for for, for years. That. Anyway, I've got to go.
1: Is I need anything a wee as well. Talk
3: about or can I go? No, <laughs> you.
1: thank you no very much, Brad.
5: That. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? putting four or five year olds in front of this movie it's like if they didn't know what death was before this they're gonna know it after it
6: they're gonna know it after it and they're gonna be freaking
5: terrified and of they're gonna be questioning you yeah or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold dead heart
6: yeah the dark knight has got like all the orphans and like oh no we're gonna die they did not build up those orphans at all in my head it was like kill them
5: then look no further, the His Film Her Movie Podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Mulberry boys, every Friday night on the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back in the j in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone about to hold court, you know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows, and games, rotten tomatoes, reviews, news, and blue rays Foggy, don't play around. Keep a bust to drop fast. Welcome to the entertainment landfill podcast. The Jason It's Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? what? The Jason. and Steven's show. It's the
1: Jason and Steven show. so uh, new mutants uh, new mutants trailer. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of looks very similar to the first trailer like two years ago.
2: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? it? It it looks it looks remarkably like a new mutants trailer, and it's just I, I'm now at the point where it's just like, look, just fucking release it or don't.
1: <laughs> It's, I just, fair fucking play that they're actually releasing it. Because apparently Josh Boone's been quoted as essentially saying, we didn't do any reshoots, this is actually what my vision for the film is. So I think he's actually quite happy, because if Disney didn't buy Fox, then Fox probably would have done reshoots and turned it into something he didn't want it to be. So
2: even though yeah have just gone no we're not spending any more fucking money on this thing
1: no exactly and now it's just it's going to come out it'll probably do pretty dismally and then it's done but at least it's actually coming out Yeah. Uh, and you know we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes it's just, it just it feels like such a relic like you look at Maisie Williams in that film and she just looks so fucking little compared to what she is now <laughs> you know, pro No, I mean that's the thing. It just like it feels like it's literally they're gonna have that trailer, there will be one poster, and then it will come out. Yeah. And that that will be it. It's like do little. You know, it's um you know, I mean they did release that new poster today, which it literally looks like a chimp is fingering Iron Man's <laughs> arsehole. It uh, uh, um, really does. Yeah, I mean like yeah that's that's something else i mean because i know we were just referencing Doolittle, but again it's the next it's not cat's level of excitement but it is a little bit like what have they done you know just in the way that there's the marketing the two trailers were virtually the same thing robert downey jr has maybe got like three lines of dialogue in either of the trailers and we're just gonna we're just going to get whatever the fuck that thing is i was reading out that stuff that was being quoted from the production a, f- a few weeks back and it 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 sounds like a glorious mess and i can't that, it's just like i can't wait to see how the. how long fu- is it i oh god that's uh, a question
2: but it, it's about two hours two hours 12 or something like that
1: oh sorry but um no oh god I'm going to have to look this up now. Uh so do little 2020 run time. Sorry. Um no 1 hour 41.
2: Fuck oh god good, does it <laughs> I mean,
1: that's that's a little bit there's that's going to be shot. 10 minutes 10 minutes of credits at the end and it's going to be in and out.
2: What 1 hour 41? Yeah. That's ninety.
1: That that's ninety-five minutes max. I mean, the the, the thing is, it's fascinating. I, I did. Not, I may have said this last week, but um, God, what were we watching where there were opening credits at the start of the film? Lottie and I, and um, we we, we were watching a film, and they were opening credits at the start she was like but daddy it's not the end of the film yet it was like no some films have opening credits at the start of the film and that made me think just how few kids films do that so that's the thing do little i reckon it will say do little at the start it will be 90 minutes and there'll be 11 minutes of credits at the end
2: yeah it's such
1: a weird one i mean it, it does just it it feels like the fucking um Troy McClure, Fantabulous Adventures. Of, <laughs> it,
2: it, it really does actually, does it? Yeah.
1: You know, it, it's. It, I, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated. I mean, like the reviews are, are just going to be a trash pot, a, a trash fire. Um, later this week out of the US, I think.
2: I, I I do like the fact that it seems like what Robert Downey Jr. has done is he's gone. right, like, am I about to start promoting? Just kidding. Am I about to start promoting? Um, do Little? Oh,
1: by the way, I don't think I'm quite finished
2: with the Marvel
6: Universe. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, um... Oh, God. Hmm? Oh, hello, Bex. Hello.
6: It's very cold outside. Oh, it's
1: stormy as shit here. I can't feel my hands.
6: They're there. They're
1: there. Hello, everyone. Bex is here. And um, we're talking about Doolittle again because it's basically the
2: new Cats. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so shit. It, 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 it. I, right, I still want to know why he has to go on this adventure. Why he's the one guy that can do it. It, it? It's like the gun. Oh, it's this amazing superpower. It's like, I mean, yeah, it is. But why is he on a ship and why are people firing at him? It, 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 it doesn't. I, I, I need to know what's going on, but I don't actually care.
6: I mean, have you even like checked?
2: No, no, no I
6: don't want to know. Oh, the plot on IMDb: a physician, a physician discovers that he can talk to animals.
2: No, he, That's he, super he, he doesn't IMDb. discover that. He but what the trailer shows is that he knows he can already do it.
6: Yes. I don't, I don't know. It looks,
2: it looks. Shit. I'll
6: watch it. Oh, I'll watch it. Yeah,
2: that is a poster, isn't it? I, it it's I, it, it, it seems like that if, let's say, John Favreau hadn't managed to convince um, Marvel to take on um, Rodney Jr. for Iron Man and they'd have to cast somebody else, this seems like the sort of thing that would be a Disney Plus movie starring Robert Downey Jr. the third time after he'd come out of prison.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know, I think his wife produced this as well, um, Susan Downey. Um, So it is like, yeah, he probably has a stake in this, but you've got to imagine after the Oscar nominations today, is Antonio Banderas' team just being like, you are saying nothing about Doolittle, if someone asks you about Doolittle, your answer is, "What's Doolittle?"
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean that that comes out over here like relatively early Feb. Oh, well, Brad was just saying I think it's it's the weekend of the Oscars, so we've got what did he say it was? Doolittle, Underwater, uh, Parasite, and something else all out on the same weekend. Yeah.
6: We're off to the Unlimited Screaming of Parasites, so it takes it out of that running.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, a week Friday, that is, isn't it? Mm, yes. yes. Yeah,
6: nice. Um, Having already see, seen it, we've decided we need to show it some love, haven't
2: we? Well, I looked at this, and I've actually seen, um, I think this was my fourth or fifth um, film I've seen at the cinema. Um, I think I've only not seen a couple of them at the cinema, which is really odd. <laughs> I mean, not really. They're
6: good films. No,
2: no they, they, they're good films, but it's just... They're not like wide release um, films, but um, give me two seconds. I just checked. This just I might be talking absolute fucking nonsense, but the
6: thing and, is, when you're a bit starved of decent world cinema to see in the to, to see in well, the cinema, you kind of go to whatever's available. Well, I,
2: I didn't see Upstairs um, oh, at the cinema. It didn't come out. Snow again didn't come out. But we we went to see Mother, didn't we? At the cinema. Yeah. Um, I saw The Host at the cinema. So. Uh, and I saw. Uh, Memories of Murder at the That's cinema. Oh,
1: you guys have got you guys have got Bad Boys for Life playing in that Screen <laughs> X thing. What I will say there
2: is, if it's good,
6: I barely want to see it. I'm not paying extra. To see if it's
2: really it. good, I might go and see it again in, in Screen X just to get the experience. So I did ask a member of staff about the Screen X thing, um, and her response was. It's a, it, it, it's a different experience to watching a film, if that makes sense. And I was like...
1: Oh, it's only £3 extra. And I was like,
2: <laughs> how, how do you mean? And she said, it, it said being completely honest with you, she said, she said, she said, I wouldn't watch something for the first time doing it, yeah. she said, but for an experience thing, that's when I'd maybe watch it.
1: Oh, that's interesting. It only does it in selected scenes. Yeah. So like scenes where they're like, like, fuck it, the aspect ratio can get all out of whack here.
2: Pretty much, I would say. So yeah. yeah
1: that's fascinating. Um, I want you guys to report on that. I think you I need to go.
2: Do. I, I okay. will do. I, I will do that. I, I'll go and see it with Bex in um, IMAX. So if I, if it... It's not in an IMAX. I will go and see it with Bex in normal Max. Um, and then um, I will go and see it in ScreenX as well.
6: I wanna to go to a VIP one, but I looked at the prices the other day. It's like even even as a member, it's like forty odd quid.
1: Yeah, that that I I looked at that. The pricing for that is fucking what you, something. What,
6: what do you get? It sounds like you just you you just sit in essentially what is a fancy airport lounge and then watch the film. So
2: you get a, a meal, do uh, you? Yeah, a buffet. A buffet. Yeah. A buffet, you say.
6: I, we do like buffets.
2: I do like buffets, yes. In and,
6: but i don't like having
2: a drink before I film
6: no well, you just have to, we'd have to go see something see that's it. you'd have to go see something that like you're not as fussed about but I'm not paying
2: that much. <laughs> not as about.
6: Okay. <gasps> we've got to see tenet in VIP.
2: fuck off i'm very 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 fussed for that
1: no i um i'm already kind of thinking tenet might be me coming to york weekend and we just go see it in the imax
2: that would be amazing yeah. Yeah. It, we, the IMAX it was because you're not a fan of I've previously haven't been a fan of IMAX have Bex because of the fact that it's you, your thing was it, it's too big it's too you yeah. can't take what is it yeah. but the seating position in the IMAX at, at Cineworld is fantastic yeah, good. you can see everything and the screen is fucking huge but the the, the tenet prologue was special
1: oh, right yeah. so I, I've got one question is the IMAX screen as big as like the Manchester Printworks one or yeah. is it it is.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh fuck me. Is it? Oh god, right. that sounds good.
2: I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it, it's it, it's maybe it's really not quite as wide, but I, I think it might be actually. Massive. Absolutely ridiculous. I yeah. uh,
1: w- uh I wonder if we try and get like Jordan, Lauren, and Noel, and maybe Claire or something uh, like over to York.
6: That'd be fucking great. Yeah.
1: I'm no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, book I'm gonna book the Friday off work and I'm gonna come for a couple of days.
2: Yeah, absolutely, mate. You're more I've, than I've, welcome. I've decided. Uh, yeah, um, but it was it, the, the, That's quite exciting. the, the footage that the, the prologue bit is the score is fantastic.
1: So so what happens? Um,
2: oh,
6: have you not seen this? Did you not yeah, get it at your... It's on you IMAX. Oh, I thought you'd been seeing it in IMAX.
2: No. Um, so what it is? It's. I, I don't. I think it might be. I think it might be like the did with Dark Knight, where it's the opening scene. Yeah. It's at uh, the Berlin Opera House, is it? Oh, yeah. And um, these militia run in and start uh, in mass and the and start essentially taking it over and planting bombs, and then all of the special forces start coming in, and in a van is John David Washington, his team, who. Pick out these badges and stick these badges on, and then they go in to get somebody out and um, give a secret code word. But you start getting the, for instance, at one point there's a bullet hole in something, and then all of a sudden it disappears and the bullet comes back out of it. Hmm. So it's but the one big thing I'll take from it is. is Nolan is still operating on a on a level. On a, on a certain level that very few filmmakers operating on. And John David Washington wasn't a fluke in Black Clownsman. Nice. He's said to Becky, he, he's, he's, his level of of just just watchability and, and charisma. And I don't mean like this it's not like a charismatic performance in terms of that, but he's just he, he, he manages to play this role when you go in. Yeah, I, I will absolutely watch the shit out of that guy.
1: Oh, that sounds ace. All right.
2: Yeah, when, when the, when the uh, syncope uh, logo came on, me and Becky both sort of grabbed each other and went, wait, are we getting... Yeah, when the syncope thing came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: like, we both, like, turned to
2: each other and went... Oh! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anybody else in the screening did, because <laughs> Literally everybody turned around and looked at looked at us. And we went
1: Oh man.
2: When you recognize like <laughs> when you know what's about to happen just yeah. from a fucking logo. Close oh,
1: that's fucking exciting. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad it's a proper fucking IMAX as well. That's such a treat for you guys. Yeah.
2: Um the other one trailer I think we've got oh. is the Birds of Birds of Prey trailer. Uh, uh, right, I can't be the only person who looks at this and goes, "Are we getting some musical numbers in this?" <laughs> <laughs> it it
1: looks like it looks like be, it looks like it's going to be yeah yeah yeah. It ju- it just looks really oh, yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah, like it's that... it, 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 it looks mad as fuck. It's gonna it it's gonna get slagged off all to hell. It's going to make a decent amount of money, and it's going to have a cult following like a motherfucker. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I found it. I've I was unsure on the first few trailers, but that one I was very much like, right? I I I didn't like the fact that. In the first literally, minute of the trail, I was going, My God, the name Joker and Mr. J have lost all meaning now. <laughs>
6: so, what did I miss before I got here? What are all our thoughts on the off the
2: peaks? They're just kind of there. They're fine.
6: they not really surprising in there, is it? No.
2: No, they're, 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 they're
0: fine. Mm.
2: Nobody, nobody's been nominated for anything that they didn't deserve. Have a few people that could have also been nominated didn't get nominated. Yes, but that is literally how awards work.
6: I think Actress, best actress seems really weak. Can't find it now, but that seems like a really weak. But then I haven't seen Cynthia Erivo's nominated. I'm not saying
2: that. You mean Cynthia Erivo's nominated for Harriet? A film that literally seems like it. She's really good in it. What about the film?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I I'll, I'll watch. Harriet now.
2: I'm, I'm, I, I, I was I was I already I kind of looking forward to kind of watching it. I'm more looking forward to watching Harriet than I am Judy. Oh God, do we have to watch Yeah, that? that's that's what Judy. And she's cool. gonna win for it. you
4: okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she will. She will. She's odds on. Yeah, she's gonna win for it. The odds on. There's no, just but she's gonna win for that. Pitters is gonna win for best Sporting. uh Phoenix is winning for best actor, and uh, Laura Dern winning best supporting actress.
6: You
2: yeah, reckon
1: Phoenix? yeah. He's He's fucking. He's basically nailed on, unless he starts yeah. raping people. No, I think he, he's.
2: <laughs> literally, that is it. He he, he, he. They're gonna give him it because he doesn't want to win things. They're gonna give him it just to spite him. And you think René Zellweger
6: will lead after it? actress?
1: Yeah, she's
2: winning it.
1: One hundred percent. Like yeah. that's that's basically the most nailed on. That, that him, uh, her, and Phoenix are the nailed on ones of, of this season yeah
6: and what are you saying supporting
2: supporting will be Brad Pitt and uh, Laura know. Dern
1: maybe Florence Pugh sneaking in maybe, for supporting maybe
2: maybe,
6: maybe. maybe Pugh might um... Laura Dern I feel like she doesn't have that much to do I don't know I if she's the what's it in she yes yeah, she does yeah no that's that's fair yeah. Scarlett Johansson is good in Jojo Robbie but she's not yeah. seeing we'll Richard Jewell next sense. week aren't we
2: did you see the Kathy Bates and uh, Adam Sandler um, thing? No. So um, Adam Sandler part of that thing on Twitter, basically. basically I, I think kind of saying that he was a little bit gutted that he didn't get nominated for a, an Academy Award uh, because he got nominated for pretty much every yeah. award. And was a little bit, you know, oh, well, you know, guess Sandler's getting no love for, uh, for, from Hollywood, but put out that he was really happy that Kathy Bates is getting nominated. And then Kathy Bates has tweeted back to him saying, Oh, honey, you were absolutely robbed. Fair
5: enough.
1: Yeah. Um, are you seeing Richard Jewell tomorrow? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah.
6: Tomorrow? Yeah. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow?
2: Tomorrow. Tomorrow
6: we're tomorrow, seeing. I thought it was next Tuesday.
2: Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. tomorrow. Wow. Next Tuesday is David Copperfield.
6: Tomorrow. Oh, is it? There's a BBC... Children,
2: Children in need, need
6: screening. Yeah, what does kids? Oh, know? there is as well. I don't give a fuck. Just
2: to talk to them. Why don't I, you know, kids that are
6: in need? And just, you know, be nice. I'm not Even though, yeah, to be fair, I, that's yeah, out. That, David Copperfield next week. that I'm not waiting necessarily.
1: But are you are you seeing Richard Jewell tomorrow? Yeah. Apparently.
6: Yes, we
1: are. Yeah, I am... Um, i need to see whether i can it it just like because i'm like podcasting all evening tonight it's like can i also then like be out of the house at the (laughs) cinema the very next night yeah i
2: mean he's out a couple of weeks anyway isn't
1: it yeah i might and to be fair like it kind of feels like a film i might just need to like watch more in the moment to remember shit about so uh yeah if we weren't Doing the Bad boysology next week, I'd probably be more inclined to go see Richard jewel but I might, I might give it a, I might give it a miss and just catch up with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah,
2: uh, I, I'd say if you get to it, you get to it. You don't, you don't, I will. I don't think it's you need to worry that much about.
1: Yeah. I it, like that's the that's power. Doesn't break Yeah. yeah I'm, um, like, because I went, I went to the cinema twice over the weekend. Uh, and podcasting tonight, so I need to play fair, I think, a little bit. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so.
0: Colonel Mackenzie is in command of the second. He sent word yesterday morning he was going after the retreating Germans. He is convinced he has them on the run. But if he can break their lines now, he will turn the tide. He's wrong. Colonel Mackenzie has not seen these aerials of the enemy's new line. Come around here, gentlemen. Three miles deep, field fortifications, defences, artillery, the like of which we've never seen before. The second are due to attack the line shortly after dawn tomorrow. They have no idea what they're in for. And we can't warn them. As a parting gift, the enemy cut all our telephone lines. Your orders are to get to the second at Quassy Wood, one mile southeast of the town of La Deliver this to Colonel Mackenzie is a direct order to call off tomorrow morning's attack if you don't it will be a massacre we will lose two battalions 1600 men your brother among them you think you can get there in time yes sir 1917 is directed by sam mendes
1: and stars george mckay um that other kid um dean charles chapman that's it thank you very much sir I, I knew there was a charles in there somewhere um you got andrew scott you got mark strong um you got uh daniel mays turning up for fucking in 10 seconds that was fun um uh benedict uh, cumberbatch the, the the film should have been called the hunt for benedict cumberbatch i'm sorry uh uh others as well um who else is oh colin first in there isn't he uh um, yeah so it's um Obviously inspired by World War One, but not necessarily a true thing that actually happened in World War One. Uh, it was inspired by stories that Sam Mendes' grandfather told, and there was one involving having to deliver a message along the front line, but I don't think it was quite this.
2: It's a combination um, of four stories I read.
1: Oh, uh, they okay, fair enough. Um, and yeah, basically, Dean Charles Chapman and George Mackay. Are, 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 given the task of delivering a message uh, to, to um, guys many miles away uh, because otherwise basically they're walking into a trap and one of those who would be walking into the trap is old Richard Madden um, who uh, turns up for about a minute at the end um, I will say it is a little bit distracting that you have so many hey that guys, well not hey that guys but shit that guy um, turning up for a couple minutes apiece. Mm-hmm um,
6: doesn't doesn't he describe his brother as looking like him but a bit older? Yeah. Richard Madden's not yeah. funny.
2: R- R- Richard Richard Madden, he has gone to see that film, has watched that film and gone. Well, I'm just insulted. And just sort of looks across at Sam Mendes and gone.
1: Oh yeah. Fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean,
6: he's he's a he's a husky boy, isn't he? To say that he's supposed to be I, I, in like
2: I, I starving will, conditions. I will get to my feelings on Dean Charles Chapman later. Okay.
1: So, um, Bex, uh, Mark, and I have obviously uh, kind of like take, uh, along with Brad have kind of taken centre stage on the on the show today. So I'll just start with yourself. 1917 in IMAX. Did you shit yourself when the rat made the thing blow up?
6: <laughs> 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 I was watching the rat, and I was like gonna trip the fucking white, he's gonna. Oh, you, fuck
2: <laughs> you, rat <bug.
6: laughs> you rat bug. Um, I swear one of them says something funny as it happens as well. Really. Uh, he's
2: a bit bitter, you can't seriously be that hungry.
6: No, no, as it blows up, I'm sure one of them says something like it's not ouch, but it's like it's something really. No one of them
2: does say ouch at that point, uh, 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 it might not be that, but one of them does say ouch when something happens.
6: Yeah, one of them does. But one of them says something that really took me out of that moment when that thing blows up. Because it was just so like I
2: think it might be the out like
6: when it. people sneeze and they, they actually say at you as they're that. sneezing. I know you do, you're a freak. Um so it was something like that. But yeah, it, it, it yeah. That that guy had no luck, did he? You pointed this out yesterday from the very fucking start. Yeah. He has no
2: luck. It's a shitty ten with that might go Yeah.
6: Yeah. Ten hours, is that all it was? Is that all the screen was? <laughs>
2: Do
6: you know what? Even to the point, right? You know when he does a tribute to his granddad or whatever at the end. Yeah. It comes on screen line by line. i like, fucking hell, even this is crawling by. Anyway. Um <laughs> I liked it. The bit it, it was it was it was The bits where things happened were good. But there was just, it was just—it was just too fucking long for me, and it wasn't even that long. It just felt like I'd been in there for three thousand
2: years. Just to point out, when, when, we were, when we were coming out of the screening, um, I said, to, said to about it being under two, under two hours long, couldn't I? Mm. And your exact words to, to me, quite loud, walking out of City World, were "fuck off." <laughs> <laughs>
6: It felt like the longest thing I've ever seen in a cinema. But you did enjoy it, you but said. I, I did enjoy it when bits were happening. But yeah, the, 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 the actual, the actual bits, the actual sort of like set pieces or whatever, were good. Like you know that when when you were actually engaging with stuff, it, it was really good. But there was just too much slack. I feel like the bit where they were at the thing and he was doing the canteen up because he was well excited because he found fresh milk and then the plane came in, like that, that was a brilliant shot as well with that kind of coming in and happening in the background. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's a great achievement when, when they're actually doing this. It's just, I feel like too much of it was, right, you're going to walk through this field and what we're going to do, right, you're going to put loads of dead bodies around. We're not going to focus on them, they're just going to be in the background for people to notice. And I, I get that and I get kind of trying to represent like the drudgery of that particular style of warring. But it, it just it really, really struggled with it. I struggled get through it to be honest. And I liked it. But I think okay. it's a computer game sequence.
4: Yeah.
1: What what, the entire film?
6: No, well, yeah, the entire film did feel like a computer game, but there was one very sort of specific point. You know where he's in the in the town, and he and he, he walks, he goes into the building to avoid that one drunk guy, and then there's another guy there who notices him, and then he has it's the guy he has to like choke.
1: Oh, you do imagine like a square button coming up at that point, don't you? <laughs> yeah,
6: but as soon as that guy notices him, I was like fucking fuck this level haven't you mate like that was the thought that went through my head like yeah it, it, it did feel like a computer game that it's like it,
1: it. it's like where you yeah you go into a bit and you got to try and do it all stealthy and then you yeah. accidentally throw a bottle somewhere it's like fuck it i just got to peg it and start shooting people
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. the bit as well with the sniper in like i'm sure in medal of honor it's like a clock tower or something yeah. i think it was just a big building in this one but like that is it's just a medal of honor level
1: which uh, I'm, I'm sure is exactly what Sam Mendes was trying to go for. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Mark, your thoughts on
2: 1917? Um, right, can we? So the the whole the whole thing about it has been it's one long shot. I it's not. It's two long shots, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with it being a part one, and part two. Mm. I I i am actually alright with that. I I don't it works for me. to break
6: it up and some time, didn't they? Well yeah, they,
2: they they had to um for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they went, Oh, you have to get ninety minutes across there, it's a bit like, I mean, ninety minutes isn't that far. <laughs> you know, like that that's not that's not perilous. But nine hours is, but you've got to lose a certain amount, otherwise you are watching a nine hour movie, which, you know, it would be weird. Um and the more I've thought about it. I, I, I'm i of the opinion of the first. It be quite. I don't think it's a half because I think it may be two thirds and a third. Mm. Um, but if we call it the first part and then the second part, mm. would, would that be would that be okay calling it those? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. And like the first part is crap. It's ITV drama levels of crap, and I think the second part is, is, is fantastic. Mm. um and, and, and actually got me a lot more than i thought it would the, the bit where he where he actually catches up with them um and realizes where he is that, the, the, the sting of that guy singing goes on for way too long it was like right sam we get it you like the sound of this boy's voice but he got to deliver this message <laughs> Um, but then once he gets into the, the trenches there and goes that, I, I, he has this sheer, just, I need to get there no matter what. And, and the panic, I, I actually think that George Mackay does really well there. I, I got across the, the frenzy of, of, of him just being in sheer panic. Of, I need to deliver this, otherwise my friend would die for nothing. I actually you
6: think you get that a bit earlier though. I think the first bit that you get where you where you kind of sense his desperation to get there is when the band gets stuck in the mud.
2: Yeah, that's where he starts to get. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything post. Um, what's it? To the cops eating guy. Um, <laughs> from him dying is um, is really strong because he's terrible. Um, but well, yeah, I, I, the second part of it I, I thought was, was was quite something. It was, it was you know the, you had that opened out with the very much the computer game cutscene bit where he wakes up and starts fumbling around. Then you get that the, the shot of the town at night, which is beautiful, mm. um, and then you get the whole ending bit. But my only complaint there is you get to that and the, the come down of the meeting with Kumberbatch going. No, I'm not calling it off you've got to okay go fuck off what
1: no I mean fuck off to be fair it's in the end of the day it's this guy who's very very committed to this thing but then sees that he's got order and then that speech that he gives after about I thought today was going to be a good day I thought it was going to mean something and you know you've yes, okay, you know, and, and just the whole kind of, like, in 24 hours time, we're just going to be told to send them up again, you know, and I get, I get that, I, and I, I get I've, I get the fuck off, you know, I, I get I, how he's far. annoyed.
2: Yeah. I get that, because what I said to, 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 to you, Bex after it was um was that it, it felt like Sam Mendes doesn't have enough cynicism, uh, which, it, this isn't a criticism uh, at, at all, but Sam Mendes doesn't have enough cynicism in him to have it that he was too late. He just doesn't. Otherwise, the movie the movie would be meaningless, but a, a director with a level of cynicism could have that. But uh, then... Uh, a, a, a director
1: a, with the budget that he probably had would not have been able to do but that. Yeah,
2: there's that as well. But then you, you have the whole thing with Mark Strong he gives a line where he says make sure you've got witnesses. Yeah. And that makes you think, right, is this guy going to battle for it? And then when he comes in and he says no, you think, is he going to, right, oh fuck, are we going to get a bit of a that, standoff between them? Yeah. And then you don't. Know, yeah, no, him, but I think that's interesting
1: guy. though, because it, it, it almost makes you subliminally focus on that other guy and his reactions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And then at the end he's like, you know, well done lad. You know, and it's I, I think it's interesting that your focus is as much on the person to the right of the important person as well as the important person. Yeah. Um And I mean, yeah. I was listening. To be fair, this is because I listened to Sam Mendes talking about this film. But uh, he was interviewed on uh, Kermode and Mayo, and he was talking about how he didn't necessarily want to have any want to have any kind of like bad guys out of the the British Army because they were all just guys muddling through these things with varying levels of responsibility and intelligence but in the end in the end of the day they're all just guys kind of all in the same place try, like trying to do the best they can and survive so i i i get that with cumberbatch yes would it have been better for like drama's sake to have george MacKay come in and cumberbatch say no i'm gonna do what i want and then Mackay like struggle to get someone else in there to listen or you know or do you just go with what probably would have actually happened in that situation there's people all over the place like he sees the orders he reads the orders he doesn't question the orders he just says right tell the men to stand down and then tells george Mackay to fuck off uh, it just it, i that sound that, that seemed fine to me i i I will tell you one moment that I was not into which they have that entire like 10 minute sequence of like seeing the um like the plane come down and the German pilot stab um Dean Charles Chapman. Yeah. And like, and then he has the whole kind of like dying moment and then he dies and then a couple of guys just turn up and then it turns out that there's a bunch of dudes like basically just the other side of that house you know it was just like there's moments there's, there's, there's moments there's, there's,
2: there's not enough time for them to have broken down and all got off that they didn't see what the fuck was going on
1: no i mean the thing is i get like a couple of them say we saw the plane come down but at the same time they were just passing um and it, they were it already just already
6: there why couldn't they deliver the message
1: well th- 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 yeah I mean th- th- there is there is 100% that as well um, but I, I don't know it just kind of feels like what so those guys literally waited until this other guy died and then decided to just appear on scene it felt
2: stagey it did it, it's it,
6: it. oh back sorry just, just while I remember back in the computer game but you know when he <laughs> was collecting his milk
2: Yeah. did you not think Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And and they're going. Oh, it's abandoned. It's like, right then, whose milk? How? Because that's the thing. To still be okay.
1: Because I thought there was going to be some fucking French, like French farmer there, or or, you know what I mean. Like it was such a weird moment.
2: When when the after he's been stabbed and he's he's dead, and then you and then then somebody appears. You're thinking, oh, here we go, French milkmaid. That's what you're going to get, or or something like that. Yeah. Because, well, usually, it's not a time in most situations, yeah. Um, but, not milk, there no, no, a bit weird. Um, but, don't like milk, for start um, But, it, but. It, it, I was thinking, that milk, at, at no point is he questioning, but who's milked the cow? No, but, I mean. I
6: expected him to test the milk, and he'd be like, off, and he'd be like, and have to pour it away, and then milk the fucking cow. Like, for it to be that fresh, it, it, it must have been done, like you say, recently. Yeah. I was like, fucking milk. Given, what? Who milked yeah, exactly. cow? Given like the 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 lazy pace of this fucking film, we're gonna have like a half hour fucking sequence of him pouring out the bucket, rinsing out the bucket,
2: scrubbing the bucket. But, but I mean, I, the cow. It, should called, the cow? it should have been called. It should have been called 1917.
1: It should have been called Who milked the cow? <laughs> but I mean, but it, it, a totally valid criticisms. But then earlier earlier on in that scene, the whole them watching. The fight and the who's winning and like oh I think us and then just that image of the plane going down and it just getting it feels like it's fucking miles away and then it yeah. just becomes so real I just like that that's a that hell, that hell of a shot. moment.
2: Yeah. I just I just wish that that shot hadn't been in the trailer. gosh. No because I all didn't remember that, that I,
1: shot in the trailer.
2: That, that, I, I did unfortunately and that's the problem it, when all that was going on I was watching it going. Yeah, that exactly. plane's lots to crash in that thing there. Yeah. Yeah. And if I hadn't seen that, I think it, it would have been a much more impactful thing on me. And I'd have been like, holy fucking shit, run, run. Yeah. But, then, but then I didn't expect... Um, I didn't think he was
6: going to die. I didn't think
2: um, oh, wow. Chubby was still going to die, no. Yeah. It did make me think a little bit. When he got into France, where and he was with the girl with the, the baby, and he just starts pouring out all this food, and you're thinking, you... Fucking prick.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Your chubby mate was well hungry and you, you couldn't even give her what is it? You gave him one little scrap of, of, of bread and ham and you've <laughs> got you an entire give, pack full. I think they were given that
6: for they, the mission. No,
2: they were given one thing, a little treat, and it was there. And I was thinking, I want to know what that fucking treat was. I, think, yeah. I bet you gave her it, I bet she's opened it and gone. I mean, that's condoms So.
6: Packet of bags, what the <laughs> Cause <laughs> she's French,
2: so she will just smoke away, and the baby will
6: smell
2: that. I smoked the cigarette. Would
6: you like to smoke little
2: baby? <laughs> oh dear, I did enjoy that bit actually, though. It was oppressive. I thought that bit.
6: You've
2: mentioned it. I know, and it was well done. It was yeah. Really well done. Oh,
6: his head wound looked nasty, didn't
2: it? It did. I, I did. Think... I did like the fact the fact that the French lady just puts her hand on the back of it and he kind of goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
6: yep,
2: yeah, fair enough.
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact that his death as well, not his death, but King's of death, um, was it was quite without <laughs> fanfare, wasn't it? It was just like there was, was a lot. No, but like when he eventually dies it's just it
2: just dies,
6: dies, and I think that the, the realism of that and the the
2: leave to take his jewelry off and show that the,
6: just the bleakness of that when you die, you just you just die, and I, it's, it's not like I, I thought it was quite.
2: You see, we, during the um, the Oscar noms thing, mm. um, we were mildly critical, I would say, of the, the fact that, that the film was nominated for best screenplay. The there, there's, a, there's a loose story. It, 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 it's, a very, it, it's a very point A to point B story. Um, but, however, they did get across in some of the dialogue bits that were there, which I thought were wouldn't as hell, to be honest. Yeah. But they did get across the fact that um, George McCain's character has has, has been through the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, even at what appears to be a very young age, has still been through some stuff. And you know, with the fact that they mentioned that he was the song and that he clearly he's clearly he's suffering some shit. From, from stuff. Yeah. You know, and he clearly has. I, I I genuinely think that what they're hinting at, without actually ever or egging the pudding a little bit is that they're, they're hitting at the fact that he's suffering um, a, a level of survivor's guilt. Yeah. Mm. Uh, f- f- from that, it, it, I think that was quite interesting and and done in a very a very subtle way. But actually, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm going back round. Do you know what? The, the, the first part there is some good stuff there. Mm. Yeah, but
6: and I mean, I mean, what what where do you stand yeah. on it?
2: Performance-wise, yeah. I think George McKay is, is, is. I think he's very good without ever being too flashy. As mm.
6: I was gonna say, for the most part, it all feels a bit like, like you said earlier, a bit BBC drama or worse, a bit Am Um, the acting in this to the point where I think George McKay, he, he, your opinion of it is elevated because he's he's the best thing in it. But don't, don't you feel like um. When Mark Strong came into it, yeah, it was, like, it was like a really hot day in a glass of really cool water. It felt so... But I I he's of- got a
2: very commanding but he was,
6: voice. He was very, very good for the small amount of time he was in it. What?
1: The, yeah. the, the thing is, you needed him at that point Yeah. as well, because mm-hmm. it just been a pretty fucking harrowing 10 minutes or so. And yeah. then you've got Mark Strong just basically being nice. Mm. Yeah.
2: And, so and so it worked, was- works. And I, I, I like the fact that you get the feeling, like, even though he's not in charge of that battalion that is that is being moved, he is in charge yeah. of it. The, the 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 level of shittery he gives to that fucking major is is brilliant. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um.
2: um yeah, the, the, yeah. I, I, I suppose it, my my minor issue with it is there is not an awful lot of First World War movies. Out there, um, and it, it, it is because it's a bit of a war that people are kind of afraid to get too near, because there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of politics within it, and it it's it, it's a very thing that you can't. But one thing that that, that, was, that was quite interesting that has been um very good about the fact that we have a lot of uh, Vietnam War films is. They're very critical of the Vietnam War, um, and they shone a light on those criticisms, those uh, quite apparent criticisms that, that need to be there. Um, we the Second World War a, a, a very different thing, but then the, the First World War is it was a political war that that essentially sent billions to die over land and ego, and that's never been drilled into properly because. It's like you can't you can't point any fingers if that makes sense. In the same for Second World War. There are heroes and there are villains. And if you start pointing fingers, even if it's not at the heroes, if you start pointing fingers at the side that the heroes are on, then it's it, 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 it you can't do that. And it, it just feels a little bit like. It felt quite safe and it's been its technical achievements are abundant, but Avatar's technical achievements were abundant and it's a piece of
6: shit. Well, he, that bothers me about the film though, with, with, with what you were saying about heroes and villains there. There is, there is one German character in the film and he unprovokedly stabbed one of the main characters who is about helping. just saved his life? yeah. You know, they, they could have used that as an opportunity for, you know, on both sides, for the most part, these are just boys that have been conscripted, conscripted to do
2: stuff that they don't really believe. That is the thing because in the people where he literally tries to let the guy that he accidentally look up on and then after press uh, square, ah. yeah. he, he tries to basically have it yeah. where you go that way and he doesn't.
1: Ugh. no i mean that that that's 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 a troubling i i, I agree I, that that's a troubling aspect to it it's very much the enemy are the other you know there's it, it, it is us versus them there is they are just basically every german they come across is like
2: evil yeah
6: like it's just like and we're all goodies we're, we're trying to save this german pilot's life and we're trying to let this guy live but they're just they're just too evil that
1: bothered me about at yeah. the time. Yeah, that's 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 one hundred percent fair. I mean, that that's the thing. It, it's it's weird that it kind of seems like it's a front runner for uh, for uh, best directed, like best picture, all this kind of stuff. The fact that they got a screenplay nomination because it does as a te- as a technical achievement, it's a hell of a thing. I mean, like the the fact that George MacKay wasn't supposed to fall down. In that, like, fine in that shot where he's running with all the other people running against him, and then he fell down twice and he just kept going because he knew, he knew how important it was to get the shot. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, that uh, that's that that's fantastic.
2: Um I'll, be honest, but, um, I'll be honest, um, that scene where he's having to run across and where, where you see him trying to run down the, the trench, and you, you, you know. Again, partially from the trailer, but partially from you know what what he's got to do, and you can yeah. see him almost psyching himself up. And then it, there's a great little director's touch where the, the the other guy says to him, "What are you doing? Don't fucking do that." And he kind of looks back at him as if to say, "I'm gonna fucking do it." Yeah. <laughs> and then you're watching it. I, I will admit, at that point, I was I was starting to get a little bit fucking tearing at that. Yeah. It, it was it, it really fucking got me, that. A and it was the fact that he was just... Running, and like you said, the, the fact that he gets knocked over, not once, it's fucking twice. And yeah. you, you can tell it's not staged, it's not what is it. Because the guy who runs it for the second time is properly knocked the fuck out. That guy <laughs> does not get
4: up at all. Yeah. Uh, and it continues. And, and it, it, it made me forget
2: for a few seconds that i'm watching george Mackay and going he's never had to share the day in his life which always makes me mistrust people doesn't he, Becky? it does, yeah. and for that few moments i didn't mistrust him i was just going run just run george
1: yeah no i mean that that, that that's it it's like i think the the film is Way more than impressive enough that you're like, yeah, all right, then fair enough. It probably should get nominated for quite a bit, but at the same time, I don't think it's as impressive as this is actually going to win quite a few things. But I don't, I, I don't see that.
2: I, what I would say there is, if if this is your number one film of the year, if somebody if somebody says their number one film of the year, I would say, fair enough, but have you seen anything else? And um, is it actually your number one, or do you just think it should be your number one?
6: That's it. I mean, this is a big, epic, big budget war movie. Like it, sh- <laughs> it should be better, really, than this. I mean, I, I
2: think I'm pretty sure I still gave it four stars on and I'm I, I very happy with my four stars on for it. Unlike you, Ian, I will watch this again.
1: I the the only the and reason why
2: fourteen years of my life to spare.
4: the
1: the reason why the reason why i say that though is because my experience of it so i watched it in the super screen which is not imax but it's still very big Mm. and in dolby atmos and because some fucker decided to take my seat because you know there's 300 odd seats you've really got to take that one
2: yeah
1: yeah Uh, i fucking like the last time i tried to do that was with those fucking japanese students before mission impossible fallout and then they all just moved up one and expected me to sit in the middle of them and i just can't be (laughs) fucked with the stress anymore so like i just
2: i i I, that that would make me enjoy it more
1: i mean yeah no to be so
2: obnoxious in the middle of those people
6: yeah
1: no, I mean, to be, yeah, but so instead I moved. And then first I moved to, like, the far left. And it was like, uh, this. I need to be closer. So I ended up sitting, like, three rows from the front. Oh, yeah. And for that film, seriously, when that rat made that fucking thing, it made, it made the tripwire go off. Like, I jumped out of my skin so much that I fucked my back up. Like, it was... <laughs> like it was that and the scene with dean charles chapman dying in real time um and just the sheer intensity of it it's like i've watched it once like my my i think the only way i would watch it again is if the 4k had imax framing like there was something like Really big screen about the, the the home video presentation because it just feels like I've had my experience with nineteen seventeen and it genuinely physically moved me and I'm I'm done. That,
2: get, that, that, that's, that, I, I can absolutely see that. Yeah.
1: So, um, I'm 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 definitely not shit.
2: oh Oh, yeah
1: definitely not shit um but i get the sense it's not one we're going to be particularly uh rooting for uh in in the next few weeks
2: um i would be a little bit if i'll be honest it out of the nominations if if that won i'd be a little bit like i i I would be going right that would feel a little bit like a couple of other films are being robbed In by
6: category, sorry,
2: best picture. Oh yeah. I've been robbed by it arriving late. Yeah and kind of, of like su- the subject matter.
6: Subject matter. It's
2: All, a bit baby. Also as well the the fact that they've gone so heavy with the marketing based around the technical achievement mm. of it. It's like they're going, come look at this, look at this. No, <laughs> oh, there's no story. Come look at this look at this. <laughs> oh, no story. Come look at this like the lazy shit so we killed him off halfway through well, i
6: wouldn't say he's shit oh he's not he's just he, he just doesn't
2: fit the same i one thing i was just with with, with actors is am i watching them delivering lines or am i watching them remembering something that they've read written down yeah yeah he, that, there was no believability in the thing that he was saying it was i was literally watching him going You've read that, remembered it, and now are reciting it. You're not performing it. You're just doing that.
6: now it's ask Hugh as well to be using the phrase. Don't worry, mate. You'll be wanking again in no time.
2: It was a, it was a little bit like that. All it, it, oh, we just
6: squatted. This is our squatted thought. Let's, yeah. let's let it come and say wanking. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. You'll be wanking again in no time. Okay.
2: I did like Macaya's response for that. That there. We just say strong mate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it almost feels like that one in the scripts.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the like, it's a
2: better I can see actually was. The amount of shit that literally from from the start of the movie to the end of the movie. So start of the movie, right? I probably won't have a second. start of the movie. He gets picked to go and do this mission, and it's shit. I
6: love the fact
2: that he calls his mate out about it. Though. Yeah. Then. You fucking pick me. Then he, straight away he has his hand fucking. What is it? Then. He gets blown up. Then just everything seems to happen to him. And then at the end of it, he's got to tell someone, oh, I can't I like, oh, where is he? I should have left with that sugar. Oh, he's dead. Just... <laughs> but here, I have all these things that I took up his corpse. Who is from his
6: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um. I mean, he's kind of I have where to go because I don't know what to do now. I do People keep telling that we've got a mess home. You don't know where it is. I'm all asking you. I'm just going to sit behind that tree and I hope that everybody forgets I'm fucking here. Yeah. He looks like well. he's got a bit older.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thank
6: <kid>. you. <laughs> oh, that man's mirror is broken. Yeah, I pity himself, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid never missed a fucking meal in me his life, hungry. <laughs>
1: Anyway. anyway. So, uh shall we, we talk about... Um, oh, god damn it. After Earth, I Am Legend and I am a Robot all tied in the poll.
2: <laughs> How many votes have we got? Um,
1: I'm trying to work it out. Three each and then two for Hancock. Right. Um bet... have
2: oh, two for Enemy of the State. <laughs> we didn't actually put out as an option.
1: No. Um Bex.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Two people responded saying enemy of the state. I don't even know what Paul
6: is you're referring to. What Will Smith film should we cover on our Bad Boys Holiday? I thought we were just doing the Bad Boys No, campaign.
2: we're doing Will Smith film Did I get clear of this? Yeah. Ross did a Will Smith film and a Martin Lawrence film. All
6: right, okay. Yeah. So
2: man.
1: Bex. No, but you can't <laughs> you can't say that now because then it would be three votes each for Enemy of the State, After Earth, I Imagined, and I Robot.
6: I'm not watching After Earth. That's the one with this stupid kid in it, isn't yeah. it? I'm not fucking watching that.
1: Three so mean I Legend. So is it I Am Legend or I Robot?
2: I think he was just whispering, Enemy of the State.
6: Well, it's actually. Will
4: I... that be on three?
1: <laughs> right. Hang on. Hang on. Let me see if I can get Noel live on. Um live on Film Bastards. Um, <laughs> He'll be in bed.
6: <laughs> yeah, he will, yeah.
5: Nine, nine o'clock. Nine
6: o'clock. <laughs> Who goes to bed at nine o'clock?
2: Someone gets up at four. Why do you get up at four? So we can do some writing. That's it.
1: Okay, I'm going to ask him to call me back.
6: Is Donna there? Donna could have to She won't.
1: She wouldn't know what most of them are.
6: I know, but she could just pick. Yeah, blind pick. I am legend or anything.
1: Dude, she she might call after Earth.
6: (laughs) No, we don't give her that option. I am legend or enemy of the state. Um,
1: Right, no, I'm I'm
6: asking... I'm not watching Jaden
1: say anything. I'm asking... I'm going to ask Noel to... uh, Call me back. So we still got a bit to go. So let's let's talk about a film that I think Becky liked but better.
0: Rob Esler, you're looking fetching as usual. Whoa. Okay, wow. It's because of you, my son, can't walk properly and has a messed up face. he <coughs> stole my angry leg Just took. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you are going to look after him while I'm at work. Hmm. Make sure he has a job and feels included. Got it? Got it. Yeah, really got it. Good. Guys, this is Johannes Betzler, a kid I told you about. Remember, he stole a hand grenade and blew himself up, and as a result, I got demoted for negligence. Now I get to work in this office with all these wonderful kids. So, Jojo, I'm sure we can figure out something for you to do. Oh. Ideas? Yeah. Guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, we need somebody to walk the clones. Also, I think maybe he could hand out this new propaganda and deliver these conscriptions. I don't suppose I could be conscripted. Could I?
1: Jojo Rabbit is directed by Taika Waititi and stars a boy and another boy and... (laughs) Tycho YTT, a Roman something. Roman Griffin Roman Davis, Davis yeah. Thomas um,
2: Griffin McKenzie. Who is going to be um, Kevin McAllister in the um, Home Alone reboot? Right?
1: Thomas McKenzie is going to be Kevin McAllister. Not
2: Thomas e. McKenzie, um, I'm getting that completely wrong. Roman um, Griffin Davis. Oh, no. the
1: boy. He's the other boy.
2: Oh, oh, it's oh, it, it's, that's it.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fine. Um, uh, who else? Scarlett Johansson, Taika Waititi, um, Sam Rockwell, Stephen Merchant, uh, Rebel Wilson. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a cast. Um, so Jojo Rabbit is the story of Jojo, uh, played by um, Roman Griffin Griffin Davies, um, who imagines Hitler in his head and uh, has joined the Hitler Youth. He really likes being part of a gang, basically. Um, but things get complicated when he discovers a Jewish uh, uh, girl hiding in um, his attic uh, with the help of his mother, played by Scarlett Johansson. So what do you think of marriage story? <laughs> marriage story. Uh, uh, well, I, Jojo Rabbit. Why the fuck did I say marriage story?
6: <laughs> the ScarJo thing?
1: Yeah, that's Yeah, let's go with that.
6: Um, I, I I fucking love this film. I've been to the cinema to see it twice, and I'm quite happy to go again. I, I absolutely. After being so anxious about how it would be handled, I think it's actually handled. Will you stop moving my fucking phone around? I think it's actually handled really well. The the cuddly Hitler thing is it, is not where they go with it at all, really. Once JoJo, I mean, you've got to. Got to appreciate the fact that he is a figment of Jojo's imagination and in his imagination, Hitler's a good guy because that's the propaganda he's been raised with. So when he's been all nice and fun at the start then that, that is a direct result of what he's been indoctrinated with but as he starts seeing the truth and kind of forming his own opinions and starts to doubt what he's been brought up to believe by his mother for his safety state because of the stuff that's going on in the country and by the other mental people that are Nazis in the town that the Hitler, the machine wears off the imaginary friend as well and can can track, obviously George's state of mind by how the imaginary Hitler is behaving like when he sat there and George sat starving and he's eating a fucking unicorn head, that was like or whatever, you know.
2: that he's he started to see him as being. What else was a lot of spamming? Play with fire. Sorry, go and Anyway, um, you know, he,
6: he's starting to think of him as being sort of removed from this situation and in this like ivory tower and fine, while all these people are suffering. And when he, he kicks off at him, um, about the about the. The girl living in the in the wall and stuff like that, and he's being really shitty to him. It's because he's obviously he's not believing that crap anymore. He's starting to actually his life experience is giving him his own opinions.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, quite. Um, Mark,
2: thoughts? Um, again, I, I had similar. Um, concerns of you I, I, I didn't like the fact that we were going for satire, which means we have to have cookie Hitler. Um, it, it doesn't go for that; it goes for more. What is it? I, I still have problems with Psyk at Hitler thing. I do think he just wanted to dress up as Hitler and be a little bit wacky, a bit kooky, and have a little bit kind of all whacking wacky kooky Psyk Yt now.
6: Oh, I just I, I forgot. But, sorry, the, the last time he sees the imaginary Hitler. Yeah. It's after he's found out he's shot himself in the head and committed suicide, and the imaginary Hitler has a hole in his head. That, that, yeah. made, that made
2: me laugh. Um, I think when it's I think when it's trying to be funny, I, I didn't find it funny enough, apart from Sam Rockwell. Sam um, Rockwell
6: at the end in
2: that outfit. And the outfit. The, 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 there's a better Sam Rockwell bit than the outfit bit. A shooting bit.
6: No.
2: Um. The um. But when it's good for drama, it's actually really quite good. You know, the him discovering his mother was was quite like, oh fuck, that's a wow. Okay, I did not expect that. No, no. I I even knew it was
6: coming when I watched it at the second time. Still cried
2: Yeah. Um. So that was a bit, a bit of a what I did. That was done yeah, I, I was thinking, wait, this is on his head. No, this is real. Oh shit. Um. There was that. But another better a bit of is when he's actually uh, describing the outfit that you know he's coming <laughs> up later on because of the trailer. There. And he's describing the drawing of it and it does look like a drawing that Sam Rockwell had done for it. When oh,
4: did
2: they say the end is copyrighted. Yeah. Um, that, I, I, but I did like the... I, I thought Sam Rockwell's whole performance was, was great. He he seems to have... His character seems to have got the ridiculousness of it all and doesn't believe in it
6: at all. He's stuck
2: in the system,
6: but... Yeah. He knows it's crap. Yeah. When he helps him at the end, and then he goes
2: around the corner and the gunshots that around. It, it, it's weirdly, I think it's called. It, 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 Someone was in a film called The Way, Way Back, I think. Uh, yeah. Years ago. Yeah, what is it? Um, it? It's not a great film, but he's, without question, the best thing in it. Yeah. Uh, his performance in this reminded me a lot of his performance in that, in the sense that, for me, the rest of the film didn't work around it. But anytime Sam Rockwell uh, was on screen, it was it, it elevated the whole thing. Um, I, I, it, it's a good film. It's not worth it. It, it's a good film. It just didn't click for me as much as it did for
6: you. The bit where she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, he's sad Oh well, me and your fake boyfriend still have a good plan." <laughs> yes, <Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, it, me and your fake but there.
6: The thing He's actually, he's actually a really good boy. Like he's, he's a nice kid who just
2: believes
6: the wrong shit. Yeah, that, that, that's it. What are we you all thought. She, yeah. she, she, she gets it right on the head. You're not an Nazi go You're just a boy who wants his heart or something.
1: funny. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I um, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I um, I I thought the tonal whiplash of it. Kind of made it less effective. um It it I wasn't particularly. I, I, I'm trying. I'm I'm finding hard to explain. It. I suppose, obviously, kind of like the end of the second act, that that reveal of Scarlett Jansen's shoes and like that that she's she's been hung. Um, the re- the rest of the film, I suppose, it doesn't it doesn't wallow in the misery, but it also kind of feels like jojo was kind of already on that arc this is the thing that kind of pushes it and it's weird that the rest of the film kind of made her character feel almost less important because he was already on that arc and he already had thomas and mckenzie kind of pushing him towards that direction anyway um and also just history pushing him uh, towards that direction um and it 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 Never really got to where I think it wanted to get to. Get to. I, I think that the imaginary Hitler was a bit of a, a of a crutch for it, where where any where whenever anything felt like it was getting a bit too real, you could have him pop up or um, Rebel Wilson do some funny shit for a for a couple of seconds. It, it's but saying all that. It's a unique film. Um, I think it looks great. Um, I think the performances are all really, really, really committed. Um, and I, I, I think the the relationship between Jojo and uh, Thomas and McKenzie's character is the thing that really works for the film, as opposed to Taika Waititi faffing about with a Hitler moustache.
6: Then I don't think he's on screen for a huge amount
2: of it. No, it's not. But I would say that um, of all, of it, if you took a percentage of his screen time in the actual movie and took that into um, the amount of um, screen time he had in the promotional stuff for it, oh, yeah. I would say about 70% of it is in the promotional stuff. Mm. It, 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 it's.
6: But then I, I was glad that, he wasn't wasn't on screen for that much. It's more like you say the the soul of the movie is is Jojo and oh, what's she called?
1: Yeah, it, it 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 just it felt like I don't know. It's weird because it felt like the marketing hook of the film was you know it's an anti war satire where hit like Hitler is an imaginary friend. Oh ha ha ha! Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um and that made the film harder to actually make and get financing for. And YTT was like, the studio basically said, you can't have anyone famous play Hitler. Why don't you play Hitler? Um, Which, which is quite a, it's, it's a funny point. Um, But it, it would have worked, it would have worked better if there was less humor. If it was, if, if it was, more grounded and more serious. Um, I mean, the the, com- the comedy bits are funny, but I'll be honest with you if you were to say, How about the comedy not be there, uh, like not be there, the film be dramatic but in the end uplifting, I think I'd go for that. Um, but it, it's it's YTT kind of doing his thing, and I think. He's, he's definitely stre- like he's stretching himself in so much as he's taking on really quite challenging subject matter but the the goofiness of some of it I think does take away from the from the effectiveness
6: I don't know I don't know if I agree with that to be perfectly honest because I think okay. it's y- you're supposed to be viewing it through from George's perspective so he, he is a kid, and as far as he's concerned, the Hitler Youth and stuff like that, it is like, like a bit of a summer camp. And he does that, that
2: literally is what they did with Hitler Youth. They did treat them like they were supposed to be like summer camps,
6: but it's goofy because that's how they get kids to engage with it by like making it a bit goofy and fun. And then, as he starts to grow up and as he, as he starts to, to, to question the world around him. It
2: becomes more serious, suddenly. But, like? but the problem is, apart from, Sam apart from the fact that all the goofiness is still there, though, you've still got his mate wandering running around in a increasingly more tattered paper army costume. You've he, he, still got Sam Rockwell in the ridiculous outfit that he does, which is fantastic. <laughs> but the problem is, the seriousness, I, I get what you're saying, but as he starts to get more around, the goofiness that to come out of it. It, it still
1: stays there yeah i mean that, that that's the thing. i mean the, the 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 like the kind of like almost like the final kind of battle destruction scene has got um that kid fucking accidentally throwing the like the the rocket launcher into the building or whatever it was and um sam Rockwell doing that thing it, it's it, it i don't know it just kind of felt like it was pulling its punches it felt like whenever it need it like it w- needed to get serious 30 seconds later there was a laugh there and I, I i think it it needed to let it linger a bit more i mean like i know robbie collin got a lot of shit when he was filling in for Kerr mode last week uh for saying that it need like it basically it needed to focus more on like the atrocities of the war and whatnot and i'm not necessarily saying that um i just it it felt it felt unsuccessful in what it was trying to do but i very much appreciate what it was trying to do and i can i, I can 100 understand that you if you are into the vibe of the film i i get why it would work as well as it obviously has for you bex like yeah absolutely
2: yeah i, I think i'm, I'm, I'm saying it didn't it didn't land for me but in no way do i think it's a bad film or anything like that it just I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm as tuned into uh, YCC's thing as you. For instance, you, you really like, um, in the shadow, don't you? I'm, I'm fine with it, but it doesn't get me as much. And you really like Ragnarok, and I was more fine with Ragnarok, but it, it, it doesn't, I don't know, I, 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 I say he's wearing thin for me very quickly. He's all, Look how quick I am! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! He's making me go. I want to stop fucking looking at him. I want you to go away now.
6: I think maybe the the timing of when we saw it the first time, in the limited screening was, I was I was in a good mental space for a film that was about questioning authority and the dangers of propaganda and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: fair enough. So my yeah. definitely.
6: Hmm. I
2: think I
1: still get a three and a half or four. You're obsessed with new box stuff, aren't you? No, what is it? Three and a half, I
2: get it. Yeah. 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 Um. So definitely
1: not shit. Yep, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Good. Um. um Okay, so do we have anything that we... I'm mindful of the fact you guys probably haven't eaten, so what do you want to do?
2: Well, should we not do... We'll not do what we've been watching. Shall we do... Should we, should we do lists?
1: Oh, shit, I haven't even done my list. I thought we weren't doing it today.
2: <laughs> That's fine, we'll do lists next week. We Sorry. Have got, we have got, um, like, three hours worth of what is it on it.
1: Um, I I will just say, I watched Unstoppable today... Um, because Quentin Tarantino was on the Rewatchables podcast it's where he selected it I wanted to know
2: what it was he does, like does like a 90 minutes or
1: summer, it. Could. yeah it, it's him and a couple other guys Um, shit what did they, so they did Dunkirk last week they did well no two weeks ago they did Unbreakable last week and they're doing King of New York this week and it's all picked oh, by Tarantino and it like it's great so I rewatched Unstoppable that thing bangs Like that is such a good film.
2: It is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, we need to talk about two popes at some point. I'm assuming you guys will catch up with Little Women before the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, we will
2: do. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's really, 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 really fucking good, and it would have got into my best films of the decade list. The hundred. Yeah.
6: Cool. How Emma Watson is Emma Watson in it?
1: She's not in it that much.
6: Have you seen Bombshell yet,
1: Ian? No, I'm gonna go see it this weekend. It's, good.
2: it's good. Yeah, it, 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 um, Bombshell. Um, it's, it's odd because I've seen the, the 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 criticisms. It seems to be uh, like Brad was saying earlier. The that um, the, it doesn't work because Robbie feels like a composite of, a, of, of different characters. And then the other criticisms I seem to be reading of it are it, it doesn't have enough punch or, anything, or or bite or anything like that. And it's like like so it's bad because it alters the story there, and it's bad because it doesn't alter the story there. Right.
6: You need that composite character, that composite unnamed character where stories that have been
2: do you need a composite character Heard they, slash
6: rumors can be put forward because it can't be either of the main ones because of the legality.
2: Because knows, of the legality, because of am honest word
6: you can't have You need that composite character.
2: character. And just, she's
6: fucking fantastic in it. Yeah,
2: you, you, you really liked it, didn't you? Yeah,
6: yeah, I did, I did. There's there's one particular scene in that it, it really got me and I I didn't expect it to at all. But the, the film just it really landed with me and I for the,
2: the type of film it is you didn't expect it to they're all fantastic well uh, it's very good it's not it's not five star no uh, what would we'll say it Ian um, just mercy that film
1: yeah it's there's a lot this week um, yeah like uh, so bad boys for life just mercy waves uh, which I've heard really good things about um and bombshell are all out this week so um yeah i'll uh, I shall do what I can
2: yeah I, I would say bombshell's the more flashy one to see but just mercy is a is a hell of a film
1: no I mean i I, I trust that it, it's it like waves is the new one from the guy who did it it comes at night. And uh, yeah. it's supposed to be really, really, really fucking good. So, And I've got a feeling that's going to be a one-weeker. Um, and Bombshell, Like just for the fact it's got nominated for some Oscars, I'm going to need to see that. So um, I will hopefully catch up with Just Mercy, though. I, I do plan on it. it it's just... the um, Fucking the new Malick's out this weekend as well, and that's supposed to be it all right. Those, so. I, I
2: would say Just Mercy is one of those where it ain't going to... It' going to diminish your uh, viewing experience if you don't catch it in the film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of those where it, you can quite comfortably go, Do you know what? I can even wait for this to, to arrive on, on Watch It. Rent um, on iTunes when it comes out, I would say that. Okay. Um, okay. Because, well, it, it is long, but it's very, very good.
1: Very excited for David field. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, what do you think well,
6: we see children in need things about, like what? Is it just...
1: thing, it's it's out the following Friday.
2: I, I wouldn't think because they fan the screening where they give all the money children in need.
1: Yeah, that's literally what it's going to be. Oh, I feel a bit bad going for free then. I mean, does you a work on it. I, I wouldn't know. be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you had to pay something for that.
2: That. Yeah. which yeah, yeah, um, would, you, would you be fair. So, I, I i would feel bad going on unlimited to see but that is going to charity
1: mm. um so very quickly uh rick kidd um who joined me to discuss on a secret service last night lovely guy um and that'll be up for patrons um actually probably before this is up um so question from rick which car- uh, which category w- what category would you add to the oscars I know it's a really obvious answer, but stunts. It's fucking mental that there's not a best stunt work, um, Oscar. Yeah, yeah.
6: Best trailer.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean it would just be the honorary Fallout Award. Yeah, would you? Fallout would just win every year. Yeah. Have you seen uh,
6: there's some casting news on
1: Nicholas, Ooh, Nicholas. Is yeah. yeah. Um I I I like
2: Nicholas
6: Hall. I think he's got a good screen for his mate.
2: Yeah. A muted one that's always been muted is why is there no best ensemble cast? Mm. But I think it's very hard to do That's a good shout. How do you count what an ensemble cast would be? When there's no clear lead, I guess. I suppose, yeah, if you did that, yeah. That'd be a good shout, a best ensemble yeah. cast. Uh, also, as well, um,
6: best animal performance in a movie.
2: Is that because you think that. um what set in uh, what's that time in Hollywood should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress? Yeah, fucking sure. the dog.
6: yeah, that rabbit in Jojo Rabbit, there's a great performance, it doesn't just run away, it looks terrified Well, it's good, good performance from Rabbit. All well, those dead horses, they're dead horses in 1917, they're dead horses, yeah, they're not, they're acting dead, playing dead, great actors. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, I have no serious answer. I'm not lying. <laughs> best trailer and best, best animal performance. Yeah,
2: I'll go with Death Ops on, but yeah, I'll
6: go with the serious one. I think best trailer actually, no? That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, good. <laughs> sorry it was breaking up slightly there but i think we got the gist um and uh jord uh has commented today and i really think uh gerwig deserved non-thor direction that film was remarkably good plus Lapita nyongo for us i mean she delivers two great performances in that flick that's a good point um uh, yeah. oh, I, I you got to wonder if us was released a bit later in the year whether she would have broken through there
2: I I have a feeling that it's going to sound really, what is it? Because apparently Judy, the film, isn't that great, but the performance is great. And apparently Harriet, the film, isn't that great, but the performance is great. I I get a feeling that if if Us had been a little bit better received critically, that she would have
4: done.
2: But I think the fact that it it wasn't as well received critically and it felt like a little bit of a come down in the post-Get Out World that, that, I think that could be the reason why she was nominated. I, I, I do think she should been nominated. I think it's a fantastic dual performance uh, that comes across there because she's not playing um, a lot of dual performances are playing twins or anything like that. She's not. She's playing two versions of the same person. I think I need to rewatch that.
6: I remember feeling really quite let down by it.
2: Well, it's on. Um, it's kind of, uh, oh. Well, it's just
4: it.
1: The, just the fucking the ambition in us still like that like just what that fucking plot is I mean yeah. no it doesn't really make any sense but there's a fucking nightmare logic to it which
2: I, I, I'm feeling it, it I think I said when we reviewed it originally it, either it's going to completely fall apart and be a piece of shit on second watch yeah. or it's going to you're gonna go no actually this, this is a lot better
6: I think without the weight of expectation it would, be, it would be better, because I'm not, I'm not saying I thought it was bad by any type of imagination I just wasn't what I wanted it to be, that that trailer that would be nominated for best trailer but the film wasn't as good as the trailer, in my eyes on first watch right.
1: not Fair Fair um, so, we have reached the end of this mammoth recording session <laughs> uh, uh, it's the bad boys ology next week the Martin Lawrence film will be Blue Streak. The Will Smith film will be undecided at this moment in time.
2: I mean, what I would say is we should have checked that these films are available first, shouldn't
1: we? Well, I know I Am Legend is available because I own it on iTunes.
2: Um, Blue Streak.
6: I think I Am Legend's on Sky. Um,
2: okay. I think Blue Streak might be
6: on Netflix. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with I Am Legend. Oh,
2: but it...
1: It's just, I'll be honest. I watched I Am Legend last year, and I haven't watched Enemy of the State for fucking years. And I'm on a bit of a Tony Scott kick now. Well,
6: i prefer Enemy of the State, but if we can't have it because it because it wasn't in the original vote or whatever, but people have asked for it. Why do you try to re-put it out with <laughs> knock out the one that got leaked?
1: Do you know what? I'll do that. I will. I will do that. I will put out the vote again. I will take. Um, If I literally do it between... Right, so Bex is just flat out refusing to watch After Earth. Fair enough. So if I was to do it between I Am Legend, I, Robot, and Enemy of the State.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, All right. That'll do. I'll stick that out then. Um, So it'll be one of those. Is Blue Streak available, Noel? Noel, fuck's sake, Mark. Uh,
2: Blue Streak is available on Sky.
6: Does that mean it'll be on? You've got now,
1: haven't you? Uh, not movies at the moment. Uh,
2: uh, I might get a slot out. I might be at a...
1: Oh, uh, it's fucking... If I've got to pay three forty-nine to rent it, it's not the end of the world. I can do that.
2: Yeah. Cool. Blue Streets, a uh, a comedy starring Martin Lawrence and Luke Wilson. Uh, I've actually seen Blue Streets. Blue Streets, uh, from, from what I remember, is quite fun. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Really well. <laughs> I agree so, it's, it's a 95 minute. Nice.
1: So what we will do? We will do Bad Boys. We will do Blue Blue Streak, Bad Boys Two, Undecided Will Smith film, and then Bad Boys for Life.
2: Um, Bad Boys Fucking Two. I <laughs> uh,
1: I I can't I can't wait to rewatch these fucking things. I like I'm very excited. Um, so patrons will get that next week. Um, normal uh feed won't get anything, but I think we are planning on playing it forward to record in the week next week, if I remember correctly. I think we are recording
2: um, playing it forward next Wednesday, I
1: believe. Yeah, which will go on uh, the pod syndicate kind of bonus feed. Yeah. Um so look out for that. And then the week after is David Copperfield week. Um
4: what week. Bless you. Uh,
2: did you just add you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that? Because I was mocking. Because Becky mocked people that are tuned earlier.
1: Oh well, yeah, okay, Bex. Like that's a bit.
2: Yeah. all right sorry. Good.
1: Um. So also that week, uh, we've got oh the grudge so I think it might be a double review of the personal history of David Copperfield and The Grudge
2: (laughs) I'm I'm good with that
1: yeah that works for me let's do that then Uh, okay so that'll be it thank you very much for listening patreon.com forward slash film bastards at pod syndicate we are a pod syndicate podcast Um, and we will speak to you guys on the Patreon next week
4: Bye.
0: For more criminally compelling shows, articles and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.